You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at anchor.fm slash WCMJ. This is a sports podcast based that talks about NBA, football, and anything else that can come to the sports fan mind. We stick to the educated and the diehard fans, as well as the casual listener as well. Our show is brought to you by New Taylor & Associates, located at newlawoffice.com. You can also check out our wonderful sponsors, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, located at facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Strip Cam Fun also helps bring you this podcast, as well as our sponsors at Stay Classy Meats, where you can use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order of the freshest meat available in the United States. Now, let's take it over to our host. Here's Nate and Tim bringing you this week's edition of Wide Men Can't Jump. After episode 200 and rave reviews, how do we follow it up? Probably not well. It's Wide Men Can't Jump. Welcome back. I'm Nate, as always, with me here from Canada in an undisclosed Canadian corner. It is Tim Dombrova. Tim, welcome back to Wide Men Can't Uh, Jump. I'm ensconced in my COVID bunker as I <laughs> attempt to ignore the mass hysteria that's taking place in my neck of the woods. Uh, we're at an all-time high after today. So good times. Good times. Yeah. It's been uh been entertaining, that's for sure. We're we're down here living in a uh living in a gangster's paradise, I guess you could say. Oh, here. I was gonna go with Madonna. Living in a material world. God. Except we could sing it. Living in a COVID world. And, Ugh, and, I, am and a COVID I am a vaxxed girl. Yeah. Well, I know this. It's been, I don't know about you all out there. It has been a incredibly busy week here for me. I know nobody cares, but... Whew. I uh, I heard you um, had an addition to the family. I heard did actually uh, not mine, not me. My <laughs> niece, my niece and her husband welcomed a little girl into the world today. So as we makes, record this morning, that makes you what a great uncle? Great uncle, that, yeah. Is that how that works? Yes, and my my mom is a great grandmother now. I had to laugh because I just, uh, I had mentioned, I saw a, a post and I messaged your sister and I said, oh, so you're a grandma now. And she refuted that quite vehemently. With, oh, yes. Uh, I'm not a grandma because that's too old sounding. It's like, oh, Lord, you're a grandma. Live with it. It's nothing wrong with them. Nothing wrong with being a grandma. She was a, uh, her last name was Smith at one point in time. So I've been calling her Granny Smith, like the apples. Oh, God, uh, she is, she has not enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, well, she's definitely not going to enjoy it when I start calling her. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yes. Hey, you, you know what happened today, to today in sports history, Nathan? What's that, Tim? The first televised World Series game. Happened uh, in 1947 today. Wow. 1947. 1947. 
Dodgers and Yankees, of course. What a People surprise. People falling asleep to baseball that long, huh? That's what I said. And I said, and the games have consistently gotten more boring over the last 75 years. Crazy. <laughs> or 74, I guess it would be. Well, uh, that that's an interesting little piece of sports history. But yes, my great niece was born today. Santana Jude Abbott is her name. So, uh, so is she going to be like start a band? Eh? <laughs> well, uh, about, okay, Santana. Okay, Carlos Santana. Hey, Jude. Jude, come on. That's that's working. Well, we'll see. I don't know. I'm what. not sure what, what what I don't know their. Well, you might not want to say on their air what their last name is. I don't know what their last name is. So. Abbott. It's the baby's Abbott. name. Abbott. Hmm. That just makes me think of two things. Abbott and Costello. Or the Abbott brothers. <laughs> Even though it's Avid, but <laughs> Yeah, actually when I you know what I really think of? I think of the baseball player. Jim Abbott, the guy he only had Oh, like, Jim one, Abbott, yeah, the guy yeah. with the uh with one he only arm. had one arm. Yeah, that's the, that was what comes to mind okay. off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, yeah, so uh, quite a quite a week in in uh, in sports. How about them picks, Nathan? we'll get to those i'm sorry to hear but we will get to the who uh i think people are just uh i think people are just gonna love our uh, love betting against us well you know i mean in full disclosure (coughs) excuse me um i've been looking at like the pros they're not doing any better yeah there's no way they could yeah they're not doing any better because most of them are you know, a lot of the uh, the money line you could do all right on. Like if we just went money line, we'd we'd probably do fairly well. Yeah, but that's that spread last week just crushed people. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of bad beats, as they say. Yeah, it's uh, gonna happen. I mean, it's the way it, it goes. Uh, I mean, it's right up there with uh, apparently uh, Kyrie Irving is gonna. Spend at least half of the season. Uh, well, let, let's to, wait. Try... <laughs> let's wait. We'll we'll get to these. I've got. Well, I've I, got... Had a, I had a great joke lined up for that, but I'll save it. Yeah, you you're bouncing around right now. There, there's a lot it. to get to. What I do? There's a lot to get to. So, um, well, we'll then, dive in here early. Um, I do want to go ahead and give away a couple of a uh, couple of really cool things are happening next week. Um. So what I'll say is next week on the show, we'll have two guests already lined them up. Going to be recording that coming up. I'm going to say that we have the founder and CEO of the TBT. Dan Farrell will be coming on to discuss the TBT and their expansion and, and everything. Yes. The actual, the, the man himself where it all began. Why do I know that name? And it's not from the TBT. It's F-R-I-E-L, Dan Frail. Hmm. All right. Maybe I don't know that name. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Looking forward to that. Yeah, so he, he'll be joining us again, one of the uh, the co Who's our, who's our Actually, tier two There's guests. an American musician named Dan Frail that you may know of. Hey. Who's, but, our, who's, uh, our, who's our tier two guest? Our next guest will be the author of the book Bubble Ball where he discusses uh, life in the NBA bubble 
He was one of the few press that got to go there. Ben Golliver, who has been on the show before, is coming back. And we will have him on the show. He is working for the Washington Post now. But his release of Bubble Ball, it's uh, called Inside the NBA's Fight to Save a Season, uh, has been released and is really getting great, um, great fare and great feedback. So... We'll have him on the show next week as well. So big show lined up next I week. I thought yeah. you were. Yeah, I thought you were going to say because I, I don't know if you've seen it, but if you have an internet presence, there's a certain person that we know that has been begging to make podcast appearances. Who Casey King? There you go. Me, <laughs> <laughs> it's Casey King. Yeah, Casey King demanding that he be picked up on podcasts. Well, it's like, well, I mean. Golly, I mean, considering we've had one for nearly four years and he's been on, what, once? once? <laughs> yeah, but he could be on any time he wanted. He's on That's once, true. so. That's good. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. But next week, full show lined up. And uh, conspicuous by his absence so far tonight is Jeff. Um, he is in an undisclosed location seeking a home in another <laughs> undisclosed location. You know, so. Jeff. Jeff may have attempted international travel, and uh, he might have got caught in a COVID net. You know, maybe you can't you can't rule that out. So you know, I I, I don't understand. Jeff may have gotten in some trouble, but luckily we got a great legal team. They help sponsor us here on Wide Men Can't Jump. They've gotten uh, they'll get you off the hook now. I've heard that they're so good they can get it. Uh, they got a charge of rape reduced to tailgating. It was actually pretty amazing. They were able to do that, so that's right up there with the. Uh, <laughs> dis- what is how does that joke go about uh, nuisance in a grave, uh, nuisance in a graveyard, and the guy got the charges dropped to sex with a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> before we dive into into sports, uh, happy anniversary, Ed and Whitney Boggus. We're piling them up because the Hoffs were not. Yeah, happy anniversary, uh, Nick and Daniel Hoff as well. Imagine that. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. So, I well, mean, I, I actually, to be quite honest, as far as Ed is concerned, I think Ed's a lifer for whatever it is that he's doing. So I, I I suspect Ed will be married till the day he dies. So I I don't not surprised there at all. Now uh, the Hoffs, however, a lot of volatility there, a lot of anger, a lot of uh, a lot of anger. Well, well, you know she's got to live with a Rams fan. I mean that can't be easy. <laughs> well, I mean it ain't been too bad. But, a little easier uh, this yeah, a little easier this year. Easter after this week. I mean that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, of course, we will get into that later, of course, but well, he, he, I, I did talk to him after you told me about the conversation you had. Yes. And I said, uh, I figured if he liked four hour shows so much, I promised him that, uh, it wouldn't be an issue if we wanted to shit talk the Rams for four hours, we could probably do that. You and I, and yeah. He, yeah, he countered, you're not going to like this. He countered with, uh, how about a four-hour show where you guys talk about how the Rams beat down the Bucks? Well, they did. They sure as hell did. And I said, well, yeah, you know, in, uh, in all honesty, yeah, so he probably could do four hours on that. 
I mean, Nathan and I could talk about four. We could do four hours talking about a dime. So <laughs> it wouldn't be hard. But we don't have the time. Uh, all right. Well, let's go oh, ahead and dive. For the dime. For the dime. <laughs> let's go ahead and dive into it here, Tim, a little bit. Um, a little bit more news around in the sporting world today. And uh, I want to get into it. Let's see here. Oh, by the way, another uh, happy birthday, Joe Pizapia. A little uh, late on that. That was a few days ago, but happy birthday to him indeed. You know, I hear about this guy, but I just don't know who he is. <laughs> Old Joe. He's been on the show, so. <laughs> Multiple times. I, yeah, I can't really say that. He probably needs to be on again. We probably need to pick his brain. He was on before uh, before football season started. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I did the interview. You were busy. Yeah. Well, no, I wasn't busy. I just didn't want to do it. Or that. Uh, The Denver Nuggets have come out and announced that Michael Porter Jr. has agreed to a five-year contract extension worth up to $207 million. Woo! That's a tad bit steep, is it not? It's the Supermax. Still, though, I'm just saying that's a tad bit. $40 million? Mm, a little over that. Oh, it said it could be worth up to two hundred seven million. So I guess depending on how he would play. But Michael Porter know. Jr. He's getting paid, folks. Again, uh, you know, we've said it many times. I don't blame anybody for taking the money. However, it does seem that that you know forty million dollars. That's a lot of money. Eighty-two game schedule. That's yeah. half a million dollars a game. Yeah. That's I insane. I can handle that. I'd only have to handle it once. <laughs> <laughs> I could just make it through one game, I'd be I'd be pretty happy. I can make it through, if I could make it through a season, I'd never have to do anything again. Oh god, no. I don't even have to I don't even have to go that far. Well, I guess okay, so if he's makes forty million. Uh, his agent and taxes and all that's going to take at least half of it, if not more. He yeah. probably only seeing you know sixteen only sixteen only. seven sixteen seventeen million. Bless, bless poor, his heart, poor man. <laughs> you know, again, I mean, he's he's barely going to be able to afford new shoes for his kids if he has any. That reminds me of that Latrell Sprewell comment. I can't remember. Uh... Latrell Sprewell, got to love him, by the way. Uh, he was the guy that choked his coach. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What was the uh, what was the quote about? Uh, yeah, Latrell Sprewell, famous quote. Latrell Sprewell's most famous quote is the one he gave after refusing a $21 million extension from the Timberwolves. His quote, I got kids to feed. Spreewell had made around a hundred million dollars at that point in his career, but the extra twenty-one million wasn't enough to feed his family. That was like back in the day. Uh, also, another famous Spreewell, uh, Spreewell line. He choked Coach PJ Carlissimo. Uh, he came out and he said, "I wasn't coach choking PJ that hard. I mean, he could breathe." <laughs> Poor PJ Carlissimo, the Seton oh, Hall. Good old, wasn't he a coach of Seton Hall? Not where he coached college. Sure, where he coached at. I want to say he was on the Warriors. 
Yeah, I want to say he was coached at Seton Hall in college, I believe. Yeah, that reminds me of the, um, I think it was on Saturday Night Live way back like in the late 80s and they had the, like the cold opening that they do usually where they don't really say it's Saturday Night Live, it just starts. They did a fake um, telethon back when that was still a thing. And it was, uh, please send money to these underpaid professional athletes. Yeah. And that was one of the one of the shticks was the, you know, this, it was, I don't even know who it was, but and he says, look, man, I need the money. I was going to buy an island this year. And I'm going <laughs> to have to wait till next year. Yeah, by the way, P.J. Carlissimo did coach at Seton Hall. Really? How about that? Why do I know that? Hey, there I, don't, you I don't know why. I mean, I, Seton Hall basketball. Well, maybe back in the late 80s, maybe that well, was a uh, thing. He coached at Seton Hall from 82 to 94. Is uh, Seton Hall in the uh, in the same conference as Georgetown? Yeah, that's why that that's Big why East. I know. Okay, that's why. Yeah. Uh, right. Carlissimo coached the Portland Trailblazers, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, I think he coached uh, elsewhere too. Um, yeah, Seattle, I believe, and then Oklahoma. is it is it wrong that I know more about American college sports than I do about Canadian university sports? There's Canadian university sports. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't tell you who coaches the University of Alberta's anything. I have no clue. I I, I know the hockey coach from way back in the day, but he was there for like forty years. Other than that, I couldn't tell you a single thing about. I couldn't tell you who won it. I couldn't tell you who won the basketball. I couldn't tell you who won the football. I know none of that. But it's not on TV even here, so nobody cares. Um, Pelicans, or Pelicans player Zion Williamson had surgery for a fractured right foot this offseason. But apparently he will be back for the start of the regular season. Zion is quickly turning into Grant Hill. He stays hurt more than, than he should. Well, and it's all the foot, it seems. Yeah. A lot of it is down, you know, it seems like it's kind of a, almost a reoccurring well, thing. With I him. told I told everybody when he came out of college, I said, he's got way too much weight he's packing around. Granted, he he wasn't like fat. He was just this a, is a big, yeah, he's a big, big a horse dude. of a dude, yeah. I, I said he needed, what he needed to do is, uh, you know, lose a little muscle mass, you know, um, but because that's going to take... That's it's gonna, gonna take, take a toll. Yeah, and, and I mean he's uh, he's not a bust or anything yet. No, I'm not gonna call him a bust. But he's but he's headed there if he doesn't get his uh, physical shape back into you know some type of because he hasn't played a lot really, and it isn't gonna be long before he's gonna be. Well, I, mean, I don't know if he'll ever be a bust because he does have talent, but uh, they certainly have not got the, anything for their money so far out of him. Yeah. Um, I mean he he's had a couple of good seasons here. Let me let me pull up his his stats so far. Yeah, he's had good seasons, but this guy was supposed to be the second coming. And well, he, he was he hyped. Yeah, he, he was hyped quite he hasn't I been so far. That. and I'm guilty of it. I, I hyped him up as well. I still oh, I, Yeah, I think the hype I, I think the hype was not misfounded. He just hasn't been able to deliver. Uh, his first season in the NBA, he played 24 games. 
Okay, so that's not can't base anything off of that. He and averaged maybe. 22 and a half points a game with six rebounds. Okay, nothing wrong with that, but no, not bad at all. And he only averaged and he only played um 27.8 minutes per game. All right, so this past year, Zion, um, this was on, and this is just his uh, second season in the league, 2020-2021. 20 years old, Zion played 61 games. He averaged 61% shooting from the floor. He his Now, his three-point shooting wasn't great. He only shot 29% from the floor. But he averaged 27 points a game with seven rebounds, almost four assists, a steal, and a half a block a game, and was an all-star. Second year in the league in an all-star, not bad. Of course, uh, you know, only playing 61 games. Now, that could have been due to the injury. They may have just shut him down even uh, just to keep him healthy. But he did have to have that that right uh, – that was it right foot or left foot? Right foot worked on in the off season. So now is that the same foot that he blew out of the sneakers in college? Yes, it was. All right. So well, I I don't wish anything bad on anyone. Big baller brand, baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't big baller brand, but <laughs> speaking of big baller brand, did you see um, ball number three was uh, left off the? Uh, 20 man or 40 man or whatever the hell it is roster they have not surprising oh according to him it certainly was can't remember i can't remember. i guess that's what leangelo i think is yeah leangelo's the one that doesn't make it yeah he's his career is over he, he's never he's never gonna get there i did see where um i think it was uh lamello has set up a foundation to give away scholarships to <laughs> kids going to college for four I years. thought you were going to say he set up a scholarship to give away sneakers. I was going to start laughing. <laughs> no, but I think he actually gave up a... Well, a, 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 well, think about that. He's setting up a college foundation, and he went to college for like a semester. <laughs> but, hey... Yeah. Nothing wrong with it though. It's still good, in my opinion. That's that's a good thing. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dump on anyone for. Although again, I, I will preface it with okay, good. He's using his name and his whatever cachet he has positively, so that's all good. But a lot of times when these guys do foundations, uh, it's not necessarily their money. Oh it's, yeah. You know, I'm going to put my name out there and I'm going to raise funds through my name, but I'm not using my own cash. Well, which no. is, which well, is, I don't. I'll say this about him. He don't really have a whole lot of money yeah, right now a, from playing basketball to throw around. Right. I was just about to say, he hasn't really made, uh, certainly not enough to be throwing it at a foundation. Not yet, at least. I mean, he will, obviously. He, he'll get the, um, he'll get the money. Like, it's going to come. You know, it's kind of like LeBron and his school thing. Okay, yeah, he, he coughed up a little bit of money, but the vast amount of the funds that were raised, I mean, he they, he got them because he's LeBron, but it's not his money. You know, it's not quite the same thing, although it's still a cool thing, and I'll give LeBron full credit for for doing it. In fact, some more guys 
could probably step up to the plate and yeah, especially the guys who are making them like, like you know LeBron's making you know the, um, the money the money he gets from playing actually his actual basketball salary he probably don't even care about. Yeah, Lamelo made eight point two million last year, and he'll be making eight point six million this coming year. So. I mean, again, that's not a lot of money in NBA terms. No, like I said, I mean, okay, you give half of it, half of it is gone before you start. All right, $4 million to you and I is a boatload, but it's not a boatload when we're talking about, you know, would you give give away a million dollars if you only had $4 million? No. Probably not. I mean, you definitely, especially when there's no return, like, it's one thing to invest in. It looks good, but it's not... um... You know, it's it's more of a, and I'm sure he might be getting a tax deduction for it, but possibly. Uh, again, it's 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 a good move, no problem with it. I just think he, uh, yeah, I think it's a good move on his part, and I'm not going to knock anybody giving away good. Uh, no, I mean it's. I, I also, though, that being said, I also won't say that it isn't also a PR move to some degree, because it's a good look. Yeah. Like, I won't say that's the only reason he's doing it, because I don't think it is, but it is part of the reason is, hey, this, you need to kind of, you want to distance yourself from your dad and all that negativity and stuff, do something good. Okay, well, then I'll do something good. All right. But that's a still, good is still good, regardless of why you do it. So, yeah. Um, want to bring this up here now. Um <laughs> Actually, before we get to this, let's do this. Pacers guard Karis LeVert has a stress fa- stress fracture in his back, but they said this could be a minor setback and he could start around uh, the start of the season. Karis LeVert's another guy, man. He's been hurt, and time and time again, it seems, he gets hurt and just can't get back out there. This was the guy that was playing so well, and then the trade happens and actually probably saved his life. And he's not been back since, and it's been a um, been a tough road for Karis LeVert. He's a great player when he's on the court. Are just can't a, stay healthy. Are professional athletes a lot like cars? You know, like once something goes wrong, yeah, it just seems like it's always that something. It's never really a huge thing. It's just enough to keep them from playing, and they get over that, and something else happens, and yeah. it's just a never-ending story of small repairs. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, a lot of guys anyway. Yeah, I mean, I know about that. <laughs> <laughs> we all I do. know about that, especially the, you know anything with cars. Funniest thing I saw today on uh, on the internet: Allen Iverson on why he didn't lift weights while in the NBA. That shit was too heavy. <laughs> Should be heavy, <laughs> <laughs> man. I laughed till I damn near cried. I mean, he's not wrong. No, he's How, definitely not however, wrong. However, like nobody said you got to lift 250 or 400 <laughs> or whatever it is. I mean, Al you can lift Iris, Al Iris is like, I ain't practicing. I ain't working out. I'm just here. Well, you know what? Did he need to? Hey, at least he, hey, he, pretty, he was pretty damn good. <laughs> I mean, one one does have to wonder, though, how much better he could have been if he'd have done all that shit. Yeah, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Or if or if he would have been. Some guys don't need to. Some yeah. guys, it doesn't help. They A lot of guys slough it in practice because they just, 
They yeah. need the um, the intensity and the reality of a real game for it to actually matter. Yeah. Well, speaking of reality, NBA spokesperson Mike Bass has come out and said any player who elects not to comply with local vaccination mandates will not be paid for games that they are missed. New York City and San Francisco have local vaccination requirements for Knicks, Knicks and Warriors to play games this season. And uh, another little piece of news. Uh, Kyrie Irving was not available at Media Day in Brooklyn due to health and safety protocols because, again, as we know, Kyrie Irving, not vaccinated. So uh, this is going to become a big piece of controversy. Uh, before we, hold on, before I get your reaction, Kyrie has come out and, and yeah, he's not for it. Bradley Beal has come out and made statements about you know kind of being not for the vaccine. Andrew Wiggins tried to get a religious exemption. Um, I don't know what his religion is, and I mean, I'm not judging anyone by their religion. Uh, but that did not go through. I do know he's Canadian, but I, I don't know, like, is there a I'm, special kind of religion that, yeah, that I don't I'm, know about? I'm not aware that there that there would be, to be quite honest. Again, I'm, I'm not, not knocking the guy. I mean, no, I, I literally, but I'm, I mean, not, I'm no. not aware of any. I mean, the only one I can think of, which I know he is not. I don't think he's a Quaker. There are a few, I believe, and I might be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure, like, Jehovah Witness... They don't believe in medical. They don't believe in medical or Christian science, maybe. Yeah, there there might be the odd one that shuns the that aspect of medicine, but let's see here. But let's, I'm see not. What a, he registers as. I mean, he's done some other things I know of that didn't strike me as being very religious. I mean, guys well, got a t- well, now guys we- got a t- guys got a table at Magic City for Christ's sake. I mean. Uh, and NBA denies Andrew Wiggins' request for a religious exemption. Uh, Andrew Wiggins says he'll stick to his beliefs regarding the vaccine. Um, Andrew Wiggins has declined to discuss whether he remains unvaccinated during the team's media day. He, he said he will stand by his beliefs. Uh, my back is definitely against the wall. I'm just going to keep fighting for what I believe in. I'm going to keep fighting for what I believe is right. What's right for one person isn't necessarily right for another and vice versa. Wiggins declined to explain what those beliefs actually entail, saying it's none of your business. That's what it comes down to. Uh, Wiggins stands to lose more than $350,000 per game if he doesn't play in any of the home games. He'll surrender half of his $31.6 million salary, and he said, it's my problem, not yours. Uh, Wiggins said he's been given some rules to follow when he's in the team's facility, but wouldn't say whether he is required to wear a mask around teammates. NBA said on Friday it reviewed and denied his request for a religious exemption and that he would not be able to play in Warriors home games until he fulfilled vaccination mandate. Anyone 12 or older is required to show proof in order to attend events in the Chase Center. General Manager Bob Myers says it's personal, it's private. What I would say is that I'm optimistic come the first game here at Chase, we'll have our full complement of team as far as who's healthy and who isn't. So there you go. Okay, my question immediately is this. I have no 
I have no skin as as far as vaxxed, unvaxxed goes. Yeah. That for me, is personal thing, and I don't care. Absolutely. My argument would be, what are they going to do if a guy who's vaccinated, like who who does all that stuff that that they're telling this guy he has to do, or else he he's not safe? Mm-hmm. What are they going to do if somebody who's following all those rules? What if they have an outbreak anyway? Then what? Like, I I get it, but I still think there's got to be room in these, th- like the Canadian thing, like to come up and play in Canada. If you're un, you can still do it if you're unvaccinated, but you've got to submit yourself to the daily test, mm-hmm. and and you can't leave the uh, hotel. You have to be quarantined while you're here. Yeah. So you can still get away with it if you don't want to get back. And I, I, I'm somewhere. I'm somewhere in between. I, I, some, I, I sort of feel that that option should be available. If you, you know, if you want to stay masked and quarantined, and you're willing to do that, I think you should get that option. However, that being said. Uh, I suppose that uh, you know the teams are privately owned they are. Enti- entities, and they have the right to insist on certain things. And if that's not breaking any laws, which is my understanding, it's not. Then, uh, then you got to live with it. You have a choice to make, right? Yeah. As a player, and you can make it however you like, but you know choices have got consequences, and that is the that is the climate right now. You know, it's, I'll it's give, just- and you know, I, I'm one of those people that recommends, I think people should get vaccinated. I don't think you should be forced into getting vaccinated. Well, they're not, and they're not doing that. No, absolutely not. So, um, I'm not going to say yay or nay. Yes, you must be vaccinated or no, nobody should be vaccinated. I'm not that kind of person. Um, I just think, you know, you need to make your own decision based on that. However, I think you also need to look at there are consequences for the decisions that you make. That's how I feel about it. And if you know that your job, as Mr. Wiggins clearly knows, you know, he's gonna, he could lose a lot of money um, due to this, right? I mean, he's looking at it and he, and he knows. He even came out and said, yes, I, I understand. It's my problem. It's not your problem. I mean, at, at least he's taken the high road in it. He's not trying to blame anybody else. No, that. he's even saying, he's come out and said, no, this is my problem. This is not your problem. I'll deal with it as uh, as as it comes. And, and you know, I, I can respect that. Uh, yeah, so I can't, I can't get mad at him for that. But no, me neither. Me, now, now, let me throw my personal, I don't want to say feelings into this, but let me throw my ideology into this. I mean, I'm a, I'm a proponent of vaccines. Um, to me, it's crazy to look at a vaccine and say, ah, I'm not getting that. It ain't, I'm, I'm, I'd rather, I'd rather lose $30 million. I don't know if there's anything out there that would cause me to lose $30 million. Well, yeah. I mean, I would preface it with, okay. If, if you don't want to get it, okay. That is your right. It is. But but at some point, you would have to explain to me what the reason is. And it can't be, for me anyway, 
it can't be one of these conspiracy things that out of left field that you have absolutely zero proof. Uh, but you know what? To me, you, it can be. If I, well, I mean, you it, if you really believe okay, that, it can be, but you can't expect the rest of the universe to just shuttle along with that belief when it is unfounded. Yeah, it's that's unfounded. all. I would, I would say that, but I will say, sure, it can be that. If, if, if that's truly your belief and you believe in that, then hey, by all means. Oh no, yeah, but but you can't be surprised if your if your reason for not doing what and it, I mean it doesn't even have to be the vaccine. If your reason for not doing something is because you believe in aliens, let's say, yeah. okay, you can't be that surprised when the rest of the country goes, well, you know, you're free to believe what you want, but that still doesn't mean you can't that you can get paid for a year's work and not come to work. Yeah, I mean, you know, like there's there's limits that. to that. Um, at least, like I said, at least if he's willing to bear the responsibility and the and, and the, he is clearly and the lack is. of uh, and the and not getting paid, and he's willing to put up with that or accept it, good on him, I guess. So, like, I can't I, really I can't throw stones at the guy for no. that uh, at all. And if any of these guys are willing to to do that, then hey, more power to you, my friend. Um, I is wouldn't this- do it. But it, then again, I'm not because it's uh, no, me neither. But it, it's my understanding that uh, any attempts at lawsuits over this stuff mm-hmm. are gonna are gonna fail miserably. Oh yeah, because yeah, you yeah, are not be close. Because the argument is is that you're forcing me to do this, and their argument is is no, we're not. We're just telling you if you don't, you can't go here. That's not making you get it. You can choose not to go there, right? You you got exactly. a choice there too. So, I mean, it's, again, it's a, it, it's a weird situation that we're in here. Um, I don't, I don't recall any situation like this, you know, maybe in the past, however many years, you know, it's, it's strange. I know, but it's a, it's the kind of world well, we're do living they, in. Do they make them? And I don't know if they do or not. Is there like a rule that you have to be vaccinated against other stuff? You know, I mean, obviously for for school kids, there's. No, I'm talking about like okay, like the NBA. Like, if you want to play in the NBA, do you have to be vaccinated against measles and polio and all that kind of stuff, or does anybody care? You would assume, but I don't. I mean, again, I don't know that for a fact. I I honestly, I've never. Yeah, well, it's never never really been an issue, right? But because that's, I mean, that's something that uh, one of the. I don't even know where that happened. I think somewhere in the states where a company had demanded this was early on like in the year one yeah where a company had demanded that like when the first vaccine first came out okay well you've got to get vaccinated uh because and some guy said well my status is none of your business and if it if you're going to say that it is then i want to know i want a public record of all the other things that a person could have yeah uh, you know, I do remember hearing something. Yeah, about hepatitis, that. HIV, and uh, a bunch of other things. He says nobody's allowed to know that. So why should it? Why should it be anybody's business whether I am vaccinated? Or it, not? It's one of those things where public health and HIPAA and and all these different laws are kind of like it, we're in a real weird. Gray well, it's, in a, area. it's a bit of a yeah, it's a bit of a gray area. But I think from what I read, at least in North America, anyway. That the court will normally go okay, but the 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 public health of the majority outweighs your personal 
Yeah, that seems to be kind of the uh, the thing. You know, like if you've got, let's say, hepatitis, let's say. You know who we need on here to talk about this? And I'm dead serious when I say this. Danielle Hoff. Doctor. She would she would know a lot about the medicine. Dr. Danielle Hoff. I think well, she... and somebody probably, to be honest, it, there might be a very good medical slash pharmaceutical slash kind of explanation yeah that explains why you know an infectious disease trumps out you know measles or some of these things i mean you can die from measles but let's i mean it's certainly not a common occurrence no it's not uh, believe it yeah, or not Young Nate had measles, believe it or not. Uh, I, before the like, I I got it was before I got the vaccine. Before you could get vaccinated, yeah, yeah I, I did. I, I yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, it might be one of these kind of things, kind of an ongoing thing. Where as we learn more about it, and it's you know what are the real long term effects and all this kind of stuff, where it might be become you know years down the road, people might go well. God, like, what were we thinking? I mean, obviously, everybody should have got vaccinated against this thing. That was just stupid. But it's going to take time for that to happen. And you know what? The league is, I'm sure that the league has lots of lawyers. Oh, I'm sure. And, and that that's all been looked at and that they feel confident that they can survive a legal challenge uh, against it. And, I mean... Like you said, I mean, when it comes right down to it, if somebody told me, look, you can either continue to do your job and get paid and you like your, you love your job and it's, a, you know, you're a professional athlete or whatever, it, whatever it is for that matter. That's how you pay your bills and make your living. And yeah. the only thing you need to do is get a, like, without getting into the politics of all of it. Of course, politics at the door you, here. Yeah, you need to get, to, you need to get to two needles and possibly a booster shot and your chances of of a negative reaction to this thing are what, you know, a quarter of a percent or whatever it is. It's extremely low. Yeah. You have a better chance of getting uh, killed in a car accident and nobody thinks twice about getting in their car and driving around all day. So, sure. you know, paycheck versus, I mean, I don't blame anybody for going to their uh, physician and getting some advice and okay, explain this to me as much as you can. And, Blah 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 blah, but you know, livelihood versus I'm just not going to get a vaccine. Uh, that's not a choice for me. That's kind of an easy one to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but then again, you're also I'm, dealing. You're, I'm you're not also everybody dealing with guys who losing thirty one million dollars. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of money, but. The same time, Andrew Wiggins has made a lot of money over the I years. I mean, you got you got to know. I mean, I'm old enough that back in the day, you just you went to school, and somebody would you know it was morning. You know, you're running around before class starts. Somebody'd run in and go, "The nurse is here. We're getting the needle today." Ooh, and everybody's like, "Ooh, what's this all about?" They never sent a letter home. They never asked anybody for permission. Uh, there were no questions. <laughs> you you just got jabbed, and that was the end of that. And you didn't even know what it was. Yeah. You just got it, and that was the end of it. And the government didn't care about whether your rights were being infringed or anything. <laughs> you were a kid. You didn't have rights, according to the yeah, government. Back nobody then. give a shit. You just, they sent, you sent, they sent a thing home, and you're, I can remember my parents going, Oh, what's this? Oh, we got a needle for something. And they went, Oh, okay. Well, the government knows what they're doing. 
<laughs> See, this is this is the issue we've run into. People don't trust the government anymore. Yeah, no, but, well, it wasn't even the government. It was okay. The health, you know, the health unit is doing this. See, they don't trust them anymore either. Okay, they're not okay, but why though? What's the health unit ever because done? They're, because they have they have government ties. That's why. Yeah, they get drugged into the conspiracy, I guess. But yeah, I mean, you again. We I didn't mean for this show to take this turn, but. We're going to get back on track here in a second, but yeah, I mean, that's just, that's the story right now with a lot of these guys, but the Kyrie Irving thing is funny to me, not available at media day due to health and safety protocols. What, what do you think about that? That, that? that made me chuckle a little bit. Somebody, as I almost burst out earlier, somebody said that Kyrie is actually, he's hoping that they, he isn't allowed to play 40, <laughs> 40 games. <laughs> And and that during those 40 games, he will take a sojourn to try to see if he can fall off the end of the earth. Yeah, he'll be looking for it. <laughs> that sounds... That sounds I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just like... You know, I, I hear people say it about all kinds of things all the time. Trust the science. Just trust the science. Yeah, trust the science. And then when it's this, it's like, yeah, I don't know about that science. That I thing that science now. I went to I went to college for ten minutes and took basket weaving to play basketball. And I never got a degree. And it's certain if I did, it certainly isn't in medicine or infectious diseases or any of this kind of stuff. And yet somehow these people are all experts on this kind of thing immediately. It's everybody's it's, uncle on Facebook. That's who everybody's listening to. That one weird yeah. uncle. Somebody told me, a guy I know who's really smart told me that a guy he knows said yeah, yeah. this, right? And it's like, yeah, okay, but so what? You know, I mean, we've got to... Yeah. I mean, you. that being said, though, too, I mean, you can find doctors who will argue the other side right now. So, Damn, like, they I, are out there. There's not a lot of them, but they are out there. It's a weird time. I'll just, uh, I'll just keep going back to that, man. Yeah, it's I just figure I don't care what it is. In all honesty, the percentages are what they are. And nobody can, you can come up with whatever other stuff you like, but the percentages still are what they are. Yeah. And if somebody told you, okay, you have a 90, whatever it is, 90 plus anyway, you can do this and be 95% assured that you may get, still get whatever it is, but you're probably not going to suffer any ill effects from it. You want that shot or not? You can't think of taking that shot. <laughs> I think yeah. it's probably gonna, especially if I'm somebody who's in a, you know, if you're out and about all the time and mingling and that's what you like to do and all that, probably should just get shot and shut up. But that's me. So what do I know? <laughs> well, we got one more big topic to talk about. Ben, Tom Robinson? Ben, well, it's in the same town. Ben Simmons. Oh, Ben. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Ben, who rejected his teammates. Oh, their attempt buddy. to reach out, and Ben said, no, I don't want to talk oh, to anybody man. from it's there. Been a, uh, it's been a while. This, this Ben Simmons thing is getting wild. I'm just, I I just. <laughs> you know, if, you, if you're Philadelphia. All over the place right now. If you're Philadelphia ownership. How long do you, I mean, you're going to take a bath. You are not getting a return for him anymore because nobody yeah. wants him. 
with that salary. They don't, or at least they don't want him at the price that. that yeah, and you can't get out of that. So and he's got all this time left on his uh, contract too. That's the crazy part. He's okay, got a so long time. What left happens? Okay, if he doesn't report. Hmm. Is there, like, I know there is in hockey. I don't know if there is in, in basketball. Is there a mechanism by which they don't, they can not pay him? They can oh, yeah. suspend him and not oh, pay him? Yeah, he, he would, he would be in breach and he would not get paid. Okay. Well, that's, to be honest, that's what I do. It'd be like, okay. That's where I'm at with it. If yeah, I'm there, if you I'm don't like, want to right, come right. here, yeah, if you don't want to come here, we can't move you for with your sal- salary. We can't get a deal that makes any sense to us at all. So you can either play here. Or you can at least report. Now, whether you play or not, I guess, is debatable. But at that kind of money, you figure you almost got to put them out there. Yeah. You you can either play and help us facilitate a trade by doing something, or you can rot. And we're content to, you know, if we can't trade you and get nothing, we can at least save the money, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I might be telling Ben, you know what? You want to sit in L.A. And, and pout and cry? I guess, you know what? You can do it. And try because... and bury Sanders him. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly. Well, uh, I'm trying to find here. Let me see if I can find it. I mean, you would think if he really hated it that much, which he claims he does, that he doesn't want to play there again. Well, be helpful and make your, you know, you should really report. You should get back into game shape instead of hiding halfway across the country in L.A. doing whatever it is he's doing, being a celebrity, I think. Um, yeah, apparently what what happened was teammates were going to come out and, and like, kind of... Try like, to talk to them and yeah, figure gonna out try and say, you know, hey, something. You know, come on back, you know, rah, rah speech. And he just kind of told them to, to F off. Pretty <laughs> really, much, yeah. And what it's it like, came okay. down to. Um, now there, there's more stuff coming out that, um, it says here, Ben Simmons has concluded he's done playing with Joel Embiid and that is sources are telling Sam Amick, who's a uh, writer at the athletic USA today, sports illustrated, very trusted source, uh, Sam is. So you, you can kind of take what Sam says to the bank. Um, but they're saying that he's done playing with, with Joel Embiid. They, Simmons says it's nothing personal, but he believes that playing around Embiid's style is not conductive to the way Ben Simmons needs to play. Joel Embiid countered. He said, I feel like our team have always been built around his needs. It's kind of surprising to see. He says the reason we signed Al Horford is because of Simmons. We got rid of Jimmy Butler because he needed the ball in his hands. Uh, Embiid also reported that he was against getting rid of Jimmy Butler. He wanted to keep him. So it seems like Embiid's blaming a lot of the lack of success in Philadelphia on Ben Simmons. Well, I will tell you, this is only from, this is from today. I want to sit here and say this. We're not trying to say we told you so. <laughs> but. But when this show started four years ago, what did we tell you? Told you. Well, this is what Shaq said today. Go ahead. Uh, he's not, uh, one, he's not going to show up. But as a player, 
you have to be able to be real with yourself. You have to be aggressive. And he definitely got exposed in the playoffs last year, and he didn't want to shoot. You have to look in the mirror and say, am I as good as I can be? He's going about it all wrong. He could have gone into the office and said, hey, you know, my feelings are hurt. You guys didn't stick up for me. I'd like to professionally ask a trade and keep it out of the papers and all that sort of stuff. But he wouldn't. He didn't do that. And as Jack said, the question is, does anyone want him? I'm not paying $200 million for a guy who will not be aggressive and will not shoot. Why would you? I've been saying that forever. And people, people, oh, you're, are you crazy? He's a, he does this and does that. He doesn't shoot the damn ball. Yeah, it's it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not that he doesn't make the shot, like or that you know that he is. It would be different that, if he would at least just attempt right. the damn it's, shot. Yeah, it's not that he, he doesn't convert. It's not that he doesn't convert him, but he's not even a threat to throw it up. No, you don't have to worry unless you're beside the rim or within three feet of it. Ben Simmons is not going to throw the ball up. You could sit there and play patty cake with your partner if he's by the three-point line. He's not going to shoot. I mean, as, and I mean, I guess Shaq had said the same thing about Embiid. That, you know, he had to get his, his game had to evolve if he was going to be an all-star kind of player. And he wasn't wrong. But uh, Ben Simmons doesn't, he doesn't seem to want to do it. I mean, and I don't even think it's a question of whether he can or can't make the shots. I don't think anybody cares. You just have to, at least the threat needs to be there that, well, you know, if he does have the ball, he might throw it up there and then he who might knows, throw it right? up, but, you know, you never know. One might go in. Well, I mean, you do have Joel Embiid on your team. You, you know, you could, you could, you could set up, okay, he's going to shoot and he's probably not going to make it, but that doesn't mean we can't do this thing that they used to do all the time called rebound. Exactly. And which nobody really seems to be in that much, especially offensive rebounds, don't really seem to be a thing much these days. I don't know what they're going to do because uh, if he's not if he's not careful, they're going to move on from him, and he's he's going to get left in the dust, and his career is going to be over if he isn't careful. Like I said, there's a good possibility that we could see. Ben Simmons just kind of out in the cold, waiting. See, if he if he was a hockey player, they'd buy him out. Like I don't, I know that's not an option in the NBA, but they would. No, in the NA- buy players out. Well, that's a, in the NHL. They'd buy him out and go look. You know, instead of paying you whatever it is, and we don't have a, we can't use your roster spot because technically you're a member of the team, even though we don't have any plans on you seeing the court. Um. I mean, it'd be a lot of money to buy him out, probably, but so is a lot of money for him to do nothing or not be able to, because you can't fill his spot. If you buy him out, though, that the thing is, it's going to count against your cap, and then he's going to get to go play somewhere with with somebody else for nothing. I mean, that's kind of how new new not New Jersey, but uh, Brooklyn ended up with um, with Blake Griffin. I mean, I got to be honest. If I'm the Seventy Sixers at this point. I think I'm basically like, you know what? Okay, we don't. I set his ass down. I say, all right. Yeah, but we don't want you here. You don't want to be here. You're not playing for us again. And if I can find anybody that will take that salary off my hands for a hot dog from concession, I'm trading you. And in fact, I might even make a concerted effort to trade you to a worse place 
wherever that might be. Well, there has been offers coming in from Sacramento. I've heard that. Where he ends up, if anywhere, is yet to be seen. I know Minnesota has made a run. I mean, don't you think that if you can trade him just to get rid of his salary, that you don't really – I mean, you'd like to get back superstar players, but you're probably not going to at this point. So are are you going to just take the take the L and let's at least free up that cap space to go after somebody else? Yeah, I mean, you would think, but I don't know. But I'll tell you what I do know, Tim. I do know we've got the best sponsors in the world in New Law Office, New Taylor and Associates, our wonderful sponsors for so long. They have uh they've been here for so long with us. When and- uh, when do we get to have Taylor on the show? I don't know. I mean, we've had new, but when when is, is Taylor a sports person? I don't know if she is. I don't know if she is either. We might have to inquire about this. It's uh, almost time that we had new back on the show before he. Yeah, becomes I old. haven't had him on in a while. Before he becomes old. On. Oh God. Uh, but yes, we will. Uh, we love our great sponsors, New Taylor and Associates, and they can help you out in any situation you're in. And uh, also, Strip Cam Fun, our oldest sponsor. Uh, they've been with us the longest, and they're doing great things as well. In a hot minute. Yeah, and uh, they, they've been here almost four. They've been here probably about three and a half years. Yeah. So I'll tell you what. Let's hear a uh, let's hear a quick break here from our great sponsors. We'll be back right after this. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again, get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169. Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. Are you tired of the same old average everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to stripcamfun.com. On stripcamfun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over at stripcamfun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. If you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires. And you can take advantage of the good times being had on stripcamfun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because stripcamfun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. Strip Cam Fun, be sure to visit right now at stripcamfun.com where you can strip on camp and have some fun. Welcome back, and thanks to our great sponsors, New Taylor and Associates, and of course, Strip Cam Fun. And uh, speaking of Strip Cam Fun, we found somebody while we were away. He can be seen at your local strip club, 
He's the only man to buy two lap dances from the same girl in the same time. And that was just because her butt was so big, he felt he had to pay extra. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jeff. Well, that Hooters are more than a mouthful. Yeah. More than a bottom full. <laughs> the girl was built like a top. If she started spinning around, she'd have caught balance. Uh, uh, anyway. My grandfather used to say that more than a handful is a waste. I disagree with your grandfather. No, I'm just saying what he used to say. I'm saying he. I'm saying he's wrong. <laughs> you doubting my pappy? Yeah, sure the fuck am. What the hell is? You see the gauntlet going down? <laughs> well, we'd be we'd well, be feuding, Nathan. We'd be, be feuding. <laughs> okay, McCoy, call me your Hatfield. Oh man, we found Jeff. Uh, he was by the street. Not feeling well, but we found him. I got an announcement to make. All right, make your announcement. I just farted. All right. But you're well, gonna say I bet the uh, what was the spread on that, Jeff? Two. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty loud. Yes. All right. Oh. Uh we, we we got Jeff back, so now we're gonna go to our okay, favorite yeah. part of the show. Any word on the on a rating for smell? Uh, you know, one to huh. ten? Odd. Uh, it was a dud, unfortunately. Oh, silent. It was an SBD, silent but deadly. Uh, it wasn't really worth part. Oh, one of the, oh, those are the worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I pity you now. Anyway, moving on, man. Blue humor here. Um. Anyway, we're gonna go over last week's picks and wallow in sheer pity. At least yeah. I am. Um. Last week was not kind. Um, Jeff finished the best in college football pick him. Oh, he wow. went 500, 11 and 11. Wow. I was about to say. <laughs> and, uh, Tim followed up in second there with a nice nine and 13 week. Oof. And yours truly here, man. Oh man. I should have just threw darts at my picks. Uh, seven <laughs> and 15 for Nate last week. So not, not a good week. Not a good okay, week. But, but that being said, let's be honest. It was not a good week for a lot of people last week. I'm sure there were a few people jumping off some buildings somewhere, but let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and recap. Last Thursday, Marshall and Appalachian State, you boys went homer with Marshall. I didn't believe. I took Appalachian State. Marshall bit me. Uh, Marshall covers. And should have won. Yeah, lost by one. Yeah, should have won. So, so, um, so Marshall, Marshall gets it there. Steve knew. Get those boys in shape. <laughs> That's what sucked about it. You know, they covered, but they got beat. Was, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cover. <laughs> it is. It's a bad cover. But uh, next game to talk about was Fresno State UNLV. UNLV was plus thirty and a half, and we didn't take the spread. Boy, we should have. Uh, <laughs> Fresno State, no moss, as they say. <laughs> yeah, what was the final of that game? Ah, I'd have to find it. Uh, uh, I can find it. It's not a problem. It was close. I was just wondering if Fresno won. Thirty-eight. They did. They, they did. did 30, win. 30, 30, Thirty-eight. Thirty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Okay. Yeah, that was a. Uh, that's a. But eight points is a far cry from thirty. I mean, so, yeah. They scored the spread. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, usually they were they were losing. They were losing at the half. Yeah. 
yeah, it was a, uh, let me see. I'm trying to find the scores here. Uh, score. I don't want predictions. I just want scores. Damn you. Oh, uh, well, you just read, read the results and I, I've got the scores. So just read All right. Uh, Georgia, Georgia did cover against Vanderbilt. We all nailed that when Georgia was minus 34 and a half. It was damn near double that. Yeah, I know <laughs> they they let the beating down. Sixty-two uh, nothing. Whew. Sheesh. Yeah, That's, that must have been an ugly thirty-five to nothing after the first quarter. Yeah, they they had already beaten the spread by halftime. Georgia's damn good now. Can't argue that. Anything from you, Jeff? No. Uh, dominating performance. Well. Speaking of a letdown, Penn State was playing Villanova at home, and it was 29-point spread. Penn State couldn't get it done. Well, they did win by 21. Yeah, winning by 21 ain't winning by 30. No, but <laughs> just saying, I mean, again, and that was um, that was a 14 fourth-quarter points by Villanova, or else that doesn't happen. That was another one where you know, this the game – B team was, got in there and let things yeah. out of hand. It was the 31 to nothing, and then it was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Or 31 to four, sorry. Yeah. Or three, four, three, four. Jesus. <laughs> I'm at the Ryder Cup. You are, apparently. <laughs> USA, baby, winning the Ryder. No way, baby. Dominating. It was. Smashed them, yeah. It was. Uh, our next game was Notre Dame and Wisconsin, which was a close game for a while. It was. Uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame ends up getting the win. Uh, Tim and I took Wisconsin. Jeff took the Irish. It was uh, 10 to 10 going into the fourth, and then it got ugly. <laughs> I think they would. They take two uh, pick sixes back and then uh, uh, kickoff return for a touchdown. Yeah, it got really ugly really, really quick. Yeah. Uh, next game, UMass and Coastal. Coastal with a big win there. They were 35 and a half point favorites and still covered. That team they, can score. <laughs> they got a good, I think they got a pretty, pretty solid. I mean, it was what, 50, 53 to three that ended up. Yeah. They, they can score in a hurry. And uh, that, that three points from UMass was a fourth quarter field goal. <laughs> so with the kick, <laughs> some practice. And, and I'm going to assume I didn't see that game. But I'm going to assume that I don't know if they put in the second stringers or maybe even the third stringers, because they only scored three points in the fourth quarter. It was fifty to nothing going into the fourth. So I'm assuming they called the dogs off. Uh, well, there's reasons to do that yeah. sometimes. So well, Iowa was a twenty-two and a half point favorite at home against Colorado State, but Colorado State with the cover. Jeff gets that one. Tim and I miss on Iowa. Uh, again, you know, it was uh, Colorado was winning at the half. It was 14 to 7 at the half, and Iowa just couldn't do anything. Now, I didn't know and they I, were winning at the half. That's, that's pretty big. Yeah. So, you know, nice second half for them, but the first half was pretty abysmal. Colorado didn't score in the second half. Texas A&M was on the road against Arkansas and was five and a half point favorites. Arkansas gets a big win. And, I think uh, this game was at the uh, Jerry Dome. Uh, yeah, it was. It was a neutral site game. And 
Dallas, uh, kind to the Razorbacks. And uh, Tim and uh, Jeff both took A&M. I took Arkansas. And uh, I'm the only one that got it. You won't hear that often. Uh, Arkansas never trailed in this football game. They looked good, too. They looked very good in this game. And A&M's kind of hurt, you know, with the quarterback situation. But, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's what's uh, holding them back right now. I think if they would have had their starter, it might be different. But, yeah. Uh, look out, I think Arkansas has got another big matchup this week. They do. We're going to get into it. Uh, we'll get into it here that's soon. The, that's the first time that Arkansas hasn't beaten Texas A&M in 10 years. Wow. Wow. So that they were due, but good for them. Good for them. Well, speaking of due, North Carolina State upsets Clemson in overtime. Clemson was 10-point favorites. Jeff and Tim smelled the rat. Nate obviously suffering from ill effects of COVID. Couldn't smell because he took Clemson. <laughs> Well, considering we've all had COVID, that shit's not going to fly. But anyway, very true. Uh, I never did lose my taste or smells. So I got. Yeah, I, I did, but uh, Clemson. I, I got to be honest. I I don't know how their top ten ranks still. They're not and that. They shouldn't <laughs> be. Well, they, were, they were number the nine. They were number anymore. nine last week, and they they shouldn't even be top twenty five. They're not very good. Well, they're ranked top twenty-five, but they're they're twenty-fifth, I believe now. So, yeah, about it. I think they have haven't they been in the uh, college football playoff since the I think uh, just about every year, except for the first year, maybe. I think it's ever since then they have been. I mean, that's yeah. They they dropped sixteen spots from nine to twenty-five. So well, this was a big upset for North Carolina State and a big win for them. It was a heck of a game too. Um, I know I caught the ending of it. It's nice to have the money line on it. Yeah, really. Iowa State at Baylor. Iowa State with seven and a half point favorites. Baylor covers. Da Bears. And that game was weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what else to call it, but uh, field goals, uh, unconverted touchdowns, all kinds of weird stuff. Baylor gets the win by two. Yeah. Yeah. So Baylor gets the cover. Uh, next game, never bet on Rutgers, as Tom Robinson says. Well, apparently we should have because Michigan did not cover the 18.5 point spread. Rutgers well, cover. R- r- let's redefine that. Tom Robinson's motto was don't bet on Rutgers to win. <laughs> he never said anything about cover. Because Michigan, was, Michigan, to be honest, Michigan didn't deserve to win this game. They deserved to lose. Twenty to three, and then the Rutgers came back. They really, well, they they didn't get it. They never scored a single point in the second half. Like, sure yeah, I mean, oh yeah, that that one had to have hurt because I can't imagine too many people had Rutgers in that one. What was the final in that game? I didn't see the final. Yeah, Twenty thirteen. Mm, close one. Another one that hurt all three of us, Georgia State at Auburn. And I thought, oh, Auburn's got this. 27 and a half at home against Georgia State. Fooled again I was, as we all were. Well, that's another one, though. It was uh, 24 to 12 for Georgia State at the half. Yeah, they were up. And then they never saw another point and never got a smell in the second half. Auburn won I don't know. I didn't see I'm that game. Sure there must have been something they? going on. In, 
Yeah, by 10 points. But how do you score 34 points and your quarterback is 13 of 27 for a buck 56? And no and and no touchdowns. Obviously, you have a good run game or your defense play. Something happened there. I, I got to look at the box score on that one because there's something weird going on there. UCLA at Stanford. We all took Stanford getting the points, and we all left with our heads hanging. UCLA with the win. Okay. Uh, uh, as of with that set, nah, with the Auburn game, uh, Bo Nix got hurt. And uh, Auburn rushed for 253, so that explains that. There you go. But uh, we all took Stanford there, and we all lose. Well, that that is why you should never, ever, ever, ever pick Pac-10 teams. Well, they're both Pac-12 teams, so what? Or 12, or they both suck, and I hate them all. Tennessee was at Florida. We all nailed this one. Florida was 20 and a half point favorites, and they cover. Tennessee was, I believe, up maybe. At it was end. close. Yeah, it was a close game, and Florida was, finally uh, got a gear. It was uh, 17-14 at the half for Florida, and then Tennessee never scored a point in the second half. Oh, there you go. But again, like, I mean, how do you get shut out for an entire half? You don't even get a field goal. Like, Defensive adjustments, that's what I, I really <laughs> believe that Florida – to work himself back into a college football playoff. I mean, obviously they're going to have to win out and probably to get to the SEC title game, but they'll have to play – I think they'll play Georgia here in a couple of weeks in their rivalry game in Jacksonville. But uh, they run the ball really well out of that option. And they had a they had a shot at taking Bama down. They did. Missed Very good shot. Them, so. And if, if they keep winning, let's say, that one loss – is not going to really count much because if Alabama wins, it keeps winning. Like, let's say they go undefeated like they probably will. Uh, then that one loss really almost isn't a loss anymore, and they're well, going to move those, right. They win the rest of their games, they're going to meet again. Okay, yeah. true enough. Yeah. I don't, know. Uh, I don't know who Bama's got, if they've got anybody on there. They've got a couple of... Uh, they got, well, they still uh, got to play Auburn, and that's a you can just throw well, records out uh, there. They yep. got Village. Ole Miss, Texas, Texas A&M. Well, that must use them any good though. They got still got four ranked games again. They got to play Arkansas and then Auburn, so they've still got games against ranked teams. So they, there's a chance they they, they play good this week. But let me ask this before we before we move on: If Florida loses one more time to Georgia, they're a two-loss team. They don't make their conference uh, championship game. Are they still good enough to be in the top four? Well, that depends on it's what a, everybody else does. Is the two all, like let's say everybody in the country except Georgia and Bama lose, and they got to play each other. So we'll just assume let's say one is Bama, two is Georgia, or vice versa. All right, everybody else is one loss. Florida is a two loss. Are they is, is is Florida better than I don't know a Penn State? Can they get in over a Penn State? That's a one loss Penn State. Can they get in better. over over these some of these other teams? You know who's the sleeper to me in that bunch is Oregon. I'll tell you one you need to watch is Cincinnati. Cincinnati with their schedule yeah, but, and their but, rate, they could sneak in. 
The reason I say Oregon is because if they could, if they can only lose once and maybe let's say even twice, because they're a West Coast team. I don't know. I mean that that's kind of the 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 gist of it here is the SEC clearly has three very good schools. Could they get three of them in the playoff? I it, doubt it. It depends on how much they weigh strength of schedule. Well, and again, because it looks like you're not going to get any ACC schools in there because Clemson's, I mean, Clemson's garbage this year. Florida yeah. and nobody. Virginia Tech might be the best team in the ACC or North Carolina. One of the I two. Mean, I mean, the They're, Ducks are the Ducks are four and zero oh and ranked third right now. When you look at their schedule, they aren't playing anybody. So if they if they lose, it's going to be an upset. Like they're going to have to lose to somebody who's probably worse than them. So then okay, it well, becomes, let's say they go undefeated, they get in clearly because they did go and beat Ohio State in Ohio. Yeah, because the, the only team they play UCLA is the only ranked team they have left. So, well, let's say they get in. Who like do you put in Penn State if they go undefeated over Florida? Okay, well, let me ask you this before I'm just we saying Florida, and this is of course an assumption that Florida is a two-loss team. Right, but let's 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 go from it, go at it from this angle. How much does do they? I mean, they can say they don't care at all, but I know they do. How much do they care about who actually gets in there for TV? Well, I, obviously, you would think they want Oregon. They want a West Coast team. In well, I, I would argue, like, okay, who does Notre Dame have to play? They're four and zero right now, and and ranked ninth. Let's I'm say like, yeah, I don't think we're gonna have to worry about them after this week. Okay, but let's say that they let's say they go, they get one loss. Do they? I mean, I've got to think that they would really want Notre Dame on in there somewhere because that is a great TV draw. So would a two-loss Florida team be in over a Notre Dame? Over, over, well, I mean, Notre Dame has got – I mean, okay, their their test is going to be Cincinnati. Yeah. Then they, got, then they they got USC eventually. Yeah, then they, they play uh, Virginia Tech, USC. That's no, that's no walk in the park, Virginia North Tech. North Carolina. It? Then they've got Navy, uh, Georgia Tech. Like, then they don't play anybody. So, okay, even even does a, does a two-loss Notre Dame – Outweigh a two-loss Florida? No, no. It doesn't to you and to us, but does it to TV? If you're again hypothetically, Florida loses to Georgia. If your two losses are to the two, the top two teams in the country, you're the best two-loss team in the country. <laughs> like I mean, there's still, and I don't I mean, think you can argue that. I mean, right now there are uh, in the top twenty-five. Now, Notre, now let's have Notre Dame's a one-loss team and Florida's a two-loss team. Seven, then eight, you've got an argument. Fifteen, six. I mean, you still got in the top twenty-five. There are seventeen teams who haven't lost yet. I mean, you got a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of jockeying to be done, and it's all. It might come down to where it only takes one. And it won't matter if, if, if there's you know, four or five teams that haven't lost at all. It isn't going to matter who that one loss is to. It isn't going to make any difference. You're going to be gone well, anyway. Again, this is a little, a little fancy. I mean, it's pretty early. Well, it's pretty early, too. Yeah, a little so. fancy booking there, a little you know, thought-provoking. Good conversation. Um, I mean, Michigan is Michigan is 4-0, but I don't suspect they're going to get anywhere near the playoff, even if go they – Go ahead, Jeff. Notre Dame don't play, then. Uh, yeah, I am, too. 
usually that's a rivalry game. But if Cincinnati wins out there, I think they'll be in because they'll. Uh, I mean Notre Dame. I think that's a seven nine game this week. It right? is. That's this week too. And you know, if Florida does lose to Georgia. Obviously, they're not going to be in the SEC title game because Georgia's going to be. But yeah. Uh, but that's going to be the big game to decide. Really, you know. So how how much does strength of schedule matter? It used to in the BCS, but I, I guess some of the college football playoff it'll probably matter. Because like when you look at Cincinnati, for instance, and I'm not saying they're not good, but the only ranked team they're going to play is Notre Dame. They haven't played anybody else that's even close, and in fact, their schedule. I mean, they've got Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, Southern Florida. Uh, Southern Methodist, East Carolina. That's their schedule. So if they stayed undefeated, let's say. Like, I don't know how, like, what the criteria is and how they, you know, what they actually look at. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows. That's the problem. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm trying to equate it, or at least I'm, I, I equate it to, like, you know, the basketball, where there's just always those one or two where everybody goes, well, how in the hell do they justify putting them in there? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends. I mean, do you take does undefeated top one loss just because you're undefeated and it don't matter who you beat, you just didn't lose? That's the question. You know, does a you know if you're a Georgia and you lose to Alabama, let's say, okay, does that one loss to Alabama is that worse than being a Cincinnati who won out but never played anybody? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how they look at that. Well, we may end up finding out, but it's long way to go. Long way to go still. Um, Michigan State had Nebraska at home, and uh, Michigan State did not cover. What was the spread for? Five. Five. Yes. Spread was they, five. They did win, however, in there. Nebraska's they're, covered a lot of their games. Even they have. Nebraska's yeah. been a uh, spread beater. <laughs> That's what I'm calling them. <laughs> it's red beater. Red beater, baby. I ain't touching that. Uh, said no one ever. <laughs> Kansas State was in Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State was minus six point favorite. Kansas State was ranked, and uh, I took the ranked team and shouldn't have. Oklahoma State covers. Yeah, uh, kind of bad. We're really seeing that those preseason week one rankings were not good because there's a lot of a lot of teams have fallen quite quickly yeah uh, uh, yeah those rankings were I, I don't i don't know if that's a normal occurrence or not but they, usually they were, yes <laughs> yeah they, they, they were not they were not very accurate going in well the only thing they did get right was alabama they were 44 and a half point uh favorites against southern miss and bama Rolls. 50, what was it, 40, 49, I believe? 44 and a half was the spread. Okay, well, they won by 49. So. Well, there you go. <laughs> 63 to 14, and there was a late uh, Southern Miss touchdown there, so it should have been 63-7. But. Well, Bama rolls as normal. Actually, a Bama roll, that's a heck of a thing to get at the Hibachi over in Charleston. <laughs> I was going to say, that should be on a menu somewhere. It is. It's a sushi roll, and it's delicious. Um, 
All right, West Virginia and Oklahoma. Mountaineers don't win, but they do cover. Jeff took Jeff took Oklahoma. West Virginia should have won. They should have won this game. Yeah. They should have won. Uh, guys, let me ask you all that. I mean, I've never understood this. Maybe you're on the one foot line and you get back in the shotgun. It makes no sense. I mean, and really, West Virginia, the right tackle moves, and there's off, you know. Yeah, the false start. Uh, false start, and they lose five yards, they end up having to settle for a field goal. And that, that was costly turnover. Oh, yeah. And dropped the interception, in, or, I'm sorry, a touchdown in the end zone, and then had a bad uh, snap to. Took them out of field goal range, so yeah, they they had their opportunities. They did. They should have won this game. They good. They, the they just ran out of gas at the end. Yeah, and they would have won if they could have put together any kind of a ground game. They're they're an interesting team this year. West Virginia is because they're running that two quarterback set, and I think that miscommunication on the snap is because of that. Um. Again, while you're in the shotgun <laughs> throwing or or lining up in the shotgun on the one foot line when you should just put your put your body under center, grab the ball and just fall forward, you know? If you've got anything in you, just fall forward. You you have got to be able to punch that in. Yeah. Or just take the ball and jump. <laughs> Although I did I did kind of think that I mean, I watched most of it because it was on here. It's a good ball game. Was, Very good And because it was West Virginia. But did you not, was it just me, or did you not think that the play calling, particularly on the West Virginia side of the ball, was a little bit interesting? Almost almost like that they didn't quite feel that their personnel was capable of pulling off some stuff, so they kind of went with the simple shit. It wouldn't shock me if they didn't trust a lot of their personnel. Would it you, Jeff? Oh, no. I, I just, I still think they're looking for their identity overall. Yeah, I think Neil Brown's a great coach. I think Oklahoma's overrated as hell. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think Spencer Rattler is not very good. He, he's, uh, he's average. That's what he, I'll say. He ain't on, he ain't on past Oklahoma quarterback levels. But but I also I will also say that the uh, guy from West Virginia is not that good either. Oh no no neither one of their uh, quarterbacks. Like, I mean he he definitely you could tell that they just it was oh, like okay you we don't, don't run a two quarterback set if you trust your quarterback. Yeah but they <laughs> they didn't I mean he threw twenty nine times but you could tell that it's a, they they didn't trust him like the quality like the, the types of routes and stuff were like okay there is no deep threat here at all none. And we're not going to let this guy, you know, he's going to do the seven yard kind of stuff. And that's, that's what we're going to let him do. And because he can't do anything else. Now, that being said, I mean, that's not that uncommon in the college level, but I just, I mean, I, I was watching it going, okay, how, how can they not win this? Like they're in the driver's seat there. It's 13 to 10 going into the fourth. They got this. And then they couldn't do shit in the fourth Apparently like, you don't nothing. know. You haven't followed West Virginia football very long, have well, you? No, and, and I <laughs> because I, they, they, they are the kings of snatching defeat from the jaws if, of victory. If they keep doing that, I won't be watching much more of it either. Yeah. <laughs> it's an abusive relationship, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you sort of feel like you know. Okay, you know, if you're if you're gonna cheat on me, at least cheat with a pretty girl. Yeah. 
You know, but uh, quarterback's garbage. Yes, indeed. Speaking of a garbage, Akron was in Ohio State, and uh, boy, did the Buckeyes roll here. 48-point spread, no problem for Ohio State. I took Akron. Oh, I took Akron, too. Don't worry. Tim's the only one here that took Ohio State. 52. The spread was 48. (laughs) You know that uh, Akron scored in the first quarter, scored their touchdown, and never got another point. All they had to do was score one more damn touchdown. <laughs> but no. Anything could. would have, yeah, anything would have done it. Uh, Can you imagine a football game where your quarterback goes 14 to 29 for a buck 15? And then, yeah. okay, I mean, okay, that can happen. West Virginia, but, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but then, you, but then you, you only rushed for 76. Oof. You know what Ohio State did? Just for a lot. They did a lot. <laughs> Three, 385 through the air. But their quarterback only went, he only made 13, 13 completions for 319 yards. Again, all, let's, not, let's not blow them too hard here. Okay, they are but still, like the those, are, those are ridiculous numbers. And they ran for another 237. Yeah. They had like 650 net yards. That's in, That's crazy numbers. It is. Well, I mean, granted, yeah. I mean, Akron, okay, not very good. Uh, next game, North Carolina, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech with the cover, baby. Tim did not follow the Georgia Tech line. He took UNC, but uh, Georgia Tech covers. They covered. They slaughtered them. There you go. That's a cover. It was forty-five. <laughs> it was forty-five to twenty-two. It wasn't even close. That's Georgia Tech football, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> you couldn't name one guy on the Georgia Tech team and either could I. Jarrett Jack. All right, anyway. <laughs> yeah, jack shit you know about the Georgia Tech lineup. South Florida took on BYU. We all took the Mormons and uh, South Florida covers. It was 23 and a half was the line. Uh, yeah, yeah, they only won by, uh, I mean, BYU won, but only by eight. Can't believe South Florida played that good up and. Uh... That's that's hard to believe. Out in Utah, they played that well. But they, well, December they wouldn't. So. I have to assume oh, something right. went on in that game. It was twenty-eight to six at the half. Uh, BYU scored a touchdown in the third quarter. They never scored anything in the fourth. I have to assume that they was there. A, uh, did they go to the B team at some point? Not that soon. South Florida may just pull their head out of their ass. Or or maybe some uh, defensive touchdowns, maybe. Maybe I didn't watch it, so. Me either, but. A lot of these games are hard to watch, especially when you have a two-year-old running around. So. <laughs> I, I I don't have Mormon vision, so I couldn't get it. Yeah. Yes, this game was broadcast on uh, the yeah. what, what's the uh, tele what's it called? Uh, well, <laughs> Spanish one? No, Mexican? not tel not Tel Aviv. It's uh. Telemundo. Or Telemundo. I don't know. Anyway, bad joke. Last game, Arizona was in Oregon. Oregon was 28 and a half point favorites, and Arizona covered. They also about won. Yeah, it was a close game. What was the final on that team? You got to score? Close game. It was 41 to 19. Well, that's closer than the spread. What was the spread? 28 and a half. Okay, well, they lost by 22. I mean, I it wasn't that close. It more like 
walking around the half it might have been. I'm not sure. Yes, because uh, Jeff and I are on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, Oregon scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. So yeah. Yeah, it was right. actually, what, 24 uh, 19 going into the fourth. Yeah. So it was pretty close. Yes. Well, all right. What, you guys want on Saturdays? You guys can't stay up till midnight or what? When you got a two year old? No. Oh, I got I had two two year olds. I, I did. 20, 24 years ago. <laughs> well, that brings our record. Jeff goes to 45 and 34 in college football, nine games over 500. Tim's oh, yeah. at 40 and 39. Tim is one awesome. One game over 500. And Nate, nine games under 500 at 35 and 44. Nate is good for some things, but not college football. Amen to that, brother. All right. Before we. Uh, Take another break. Let's go ahead and get our picks for this week's college football. Then we'll come back and talk NFL. Hold on. Let me get my dartboard. Yeah. All right. First game up. Since Jeff leads, Jeff, I'm assuming you want to pick first again. Okay. I figured you would. I am going to heckle Jeff unmercifully during his picks this week. So let that be known right now. (laughs) All right, Jeff. uh, Iowa is at Maryland. Number five, Iowa, by the way, at Maryland. Iowa's three-point favorites. Ooh, this is a major trap game. I got the Terps. All right. Jeff goes Maryland. <laughs> I don't really need to know about your medical conditions that you've got the Terps, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever that is, I'm afraid, to, I'm afraid to ask about some kind of wild, crazy uh, American thing that I don't want to know about. <laughs> Is that like the crabs? Maybe. Close to the herps. Well, Sam, who are you taking here? <laughs> Surprisingly, uh, I will not take the Terps. I'll take Iowa. I'm going to take Iowa as well. They should win by at least six. But uh, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you're, you're asking you don't know. Wrong, yeah, you're asking the wrong guys if you're asking me if I know because I don't. B, so. Number 13, BYU, is at Utah State. BYU minus eight and a half. <laughs> you think is this week two of the Mormon Bowl or what? Hey, big game. Uh, At halftime, there will be a hey. performance by the Joseph Smith Reenactment Foundation. At Utah State? It's at Utah State. I'll take the eight and a half. Okay. Tim? Yeah, I'll take the other Mormons. Okay. Uh, God, it's tough. I mean, I, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm I just like looking, eight and a half, but I think BYU can, can cover that. Yeah, Utah State has not played anyone except Boise, and they got they lost by 24 to Boise, so... Big game right here. Number eight, Arkansas, is at number two, Georgia. This is a tough one. Georgia minus 18 and a half. Wow. Jeff. I'm going to take the Hogs and the points. I'm not okay. going with Jeff Manthon. I'm anti-Jeff Manthon. <laughs> Tim. Tim. Uh, you know what? I think Georgia wins, but I don't think they win by that much. I, I also will take Arkansas. 18 and a half is a lot of points, boys, especially in a game like this. Arkansas, I'll take with the points. By the way, the Bengals just won at the buzzer. Did they? <laughs> Did they win? 
Yeah, 24-21. Oh, my God. I can't believe they won. They were down, weren't they? Big oh, my God. They were down. Like, they were almost down three touchdowns. Well, it was 14 to nothing at one point, for sure. At least it was at least that bad. Wow, I can't believe the Bengals ended up winning that game. By the way, we will not have uh, picks for the Bengals-Jacksonville game, as you can tell. Fuck that. Uh, We're definitely going to have them now. <laughs> I'll take this. <laughs> give me one win. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Michigan, number 14 Michigan is in Wisconsin, taking on the Badgers. Wisconsin, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Let me double-check. Badgers. Let no, me check that, that. no, that's correct. Is it? Okay. Yeah, and there's a reason. Ah, who's hurt? Nobody. That's not uh, the reason. What's the reason? Michigan usually doesn't beat Wisconsin. That's the that's why. Okay. All right. Well, Wisconsin's two and a half point favorites. Jeff. Oh, I got the Badgers. Okay. Tim. Yeah, I gotta take Michigan. I don't wanna, but I will. Wisconsin's dog doo doo. I, I watched them last week against Notre Dame. Yeah, they look piss poor. I believe that they're they're a little overrated. So I'm I'm uh, gonna take Michigan yeah. as well. I don't even like Michigan that much. I'm still gonna take West uh, Michigan. Louisville is in Wake Forest, taking on number twenty four Wake Forest. Wake Forest is six and a half point favorites. Jeff. Uh, Wake's played pretty good this year. I'm gonna. Take the Demon Deacons to cover. Tim. Uh, I agree. Yeah, at home. I like Wake Forest. Cincinnati is heading to South Bend to take on Notre Dame. Cincinnati's minus one and a half. Number seven at number nine. Game of the week. It's a big one. Uh, I'll, I'll take Jesus. <laughs> Jesus and the points. <laughs> Jesus and the points. Right. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like a disco band. It's a song. <laughs> yeah, there's a song somewhere in there. Tim. Uh, Notre Dame. Okay, is it last week's Notre Dame, or is it the team I saw three weeks before that that wasn't very good? The first three quarters of Notre Dame last week, yeah. or is it fourth uh, quarter Notre Dame? I'm going to take the Bearcats. I ain't taking Notre Dame. You can bet your ass on that. I'm taking Cincinnati. Coastal is hosting Louisiana Monroe. Coastal, minus 34 and a half. I believe uh, Terry Bowden and the boys will have uh, Louisiana Monroe ready to cover. All right. Tim. Yeah, they're going to cover something all right, and it's going to be a camera because that game's going to be ugly. Um, I'll, I'll take Coastal Carolina, thanks. 34 and a half's a lot. I'm going to take the points. It is a lot. but those A lot guys, of points. If there's one thing Coastal Carolina can do, it's score. It's true. They can. <laughs> all right. Uh, Oklahoma is at Kansas State. Oklahoma's minus 11. Jeff. Uh take uh, K-State. Tim. Yeah, I, I don't think Oklahoma's that good. Or as good as everybody thinks they are. They're number six. Yeah, I know. And they haven't lost, but 
11, uh, 11, 11 and a half? Yeah, 11, 11. 11. Uh, Oklahoma wins, but case, yeah, I'll take Kansas. I think they'll cover, but they'll lose. I'm taking Kansas State as well. I agree with you two guys. Another big game next week. Number 12, Ole Miss is at Alabama. Bama minus 14 and a half. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Lane. Lane Kiffin. Right. Tim. You know, it tells you something that it's only 14 and a half. Like that means they, they, somebody figures there's a shot. Yep. Uh, which means I got to take a little miss. Bama at home. I'll take Bama. Oh, I think they're going to win. I just don't Taking know Bama, boys. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't like them. <laughs> Number three, Oregon at Stanford. Oregon minus eight. Whack. <laughs> Jesus. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Now was that a was that a wood duck or a mallard? Oh God! That was the duck head from a, those T-shirts. Yeah, I'll take Oregon. Uh, I'm also gonna take Oregon. Stanford you let down last week. I can't. I can't take Stanford. Yeah, I shouldn't have last week either. Louisiana Tech is at number twenty-three. NC State. NC State is twenty and a half point favorites. Sweet. Oh, taking the wolf pack, huh? The wolf pack. Wow. Damn. Let me uh, let me just check to make sure I didn't travel back to 1995. <laughs> 98, but okay. Or whenever it was. Yeah, well, I'm not a big enough fan to know. I am. Yeah. What was the spread again? 20 and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take NC State. I'm taking LA Tech. 20 and a half. I think uh, NC State will be on. They'll be a little down after that big win last week. I think they'll <laughs> be down after a big win. Hey, come down to earth. I'm telling you. That's what I think. Let's roll that down. Yeah. Okay. Number 10, yes. Florida at Kentucky. Florida minus eight and a half. Traveling to Wildcat Country in Lexington. That's it. Eight and a half. Yeah. What? I think I'm going to use Tim's method on the uh, Mississippi Bama game here. I think Lexington's going to be rocking. And uh, I think the eight and, a half, eight and a half points is going to be good for the Wildcats. All right. Uh, uh, Tim. I'm going to go, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'll take Florida. <laughs> I was the one that took Bama at home. <laughs> and I'm taking Florida on the road. Yeah, uh, Kentucky's okay, but they aren't Florida. Mississippi State at number 15, Texas A&M. It's uh, A&M's minus seven. Uh, we'll say uh, Jimbo gets the boys uh, on the right track after last week's uh, bad loss there. So we'll say a- A&M covers. Tim. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know about Texas A&M. Mississippi State's already got a win against the top 25 team, even though they're only two and two. I am going to take Mississippi. Okay. 
I'm going to take A&M mainly just because they're at home. And that's a tough place to get a win. Baylor is on the road at number 21. Baylor at number 19, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State minus three and a half. Both undefeated. Mm-hmm. Four and all. Die Bears. And die Cowboys. Big wins last week. They did. I'm going to take... Uh, Take Oklahoma State cover. Oklahoma State. All right. How about you, Tim? Yeah, I mean Bay- Baylor squeaked by last week, but they're going to be on the road, so I'll take the Cowboys. Cowboys look pretty good at home. I'll take them as well. Indiana's at Penn State, number four. Penn State, eleven and a half points. Penn State. Uh, this game last year uh, kind of haunted. Penn State. Uh, Indiana won. I think it was at the buzzer, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think Penn State's going to be really out for revenge how that went down last year. Okay. This this is my lock of the week, Penn State. Ooh, lock of the week. Damn. Lock of the week. Lock of the week. Sponsored by... Sponsored by New Taylor and Associates. Sponsored by Penn State Showers. If you oh, <laughs> Dove soap. Oh man. You know Indiana. Damn. Indiana has already knocked off Iowa State mm-hmm. when they weren't supposed to. Uh, Twelve, eleven. You said eleven and a half. Eleven and a half. That hook. Oh, that hook's a bitch. Shower gel for the win. Penn State it is. It's Jeff's lock of the week. I got to take Penn State. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, got to go against that. I mean, that just you, can't, just... you can't turn that down. That's like, folks, we that's just the house. Sure, we just made sure they'll be singing the Indiana fight song now that we all picked Penn State. But Boston College is at Clemson. Number 25, Clemson. Clemson minus 14 and a half. And Boston College hasn't lost this year. 4 0. Haven't played anybody either, but. The Tigers are kind of down, but uh, they're, they're not terrible. They're going to cover. Tim? Yeah, they're not as good as everybody thinks they are, but they're not that bad either. Um, I think they'll be all right. Prove it to me, Clemson. Make me wrong. Taking the points with Boston College. Are you going to park the car? <laughs> you either told, asked me if I was going to park the car or if I had a great pair of khakis. All right. Uh, Western Kentucky taking on number 17, Michigan State at Michigan State. Michigan State minus 10 and a half. Mm, it's not a whole lot against the non-conference power. No, no, it's not at all. You mean... W-K-Y. Okay. Tim, I'm not touching give, that. Give Jeff some KY. All right, fair enough. Is he going uh, to Penn State? <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that as hard as I'll take this. Oh, it's too bad they weren't playing USC, so I could say I could take the Trojans. Uh, I'll take the Spartans, however. I'll take Michigan State as well. 
Auburn at LSU. Number 22, Auburn is at LSU. LSU is favored by three and a half. That kind of smells, doesn't it? It smells bad. In that case, give me the Tigers, as in LSU Tigers. Yes. I'll take the Tigers as well. Which one? Ha ha! You'll see. Tim. Uh, I have to assume that's based solely on the fact that the game is in where it is. Yep. Uh, so I will go with that and take LSU. I'm going to take the points in Auburn. I know it smells, but I can't pass up Auburn getting points. This is a game that could end up being well, a three-point game. I'll, okay, I'll the, question, the question there, though, is, is is Bo Nix hurt or not? Because he didn't, he got yanked in the last game because he was hurt. So now my question would be: Is he starting or not? Because if he's not, see that that may make a fairly big difference. Uh, let's see here. Let's see what they say about Bones. Yeah, I mean, he did not finish the game. I'm not sure if he was hurt though. He just didn't finish. Unexplained. Let's see here. I mean, I'll still take LSU, but that might be a reason not to. Uh, Auburn says uh, Bo Nix should start versus LSU. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. I don't know if Bo Nix – it says here apparently he just played bad. Some of the people are saying that TJ Finley needs to start. So Ooh, apparently there's well, a quarterback even, controversy. Yeah, that's even worse probably than being injured, to be honest. Yeah. I'm still sticking with Auburn. Yeah, not good. That's a pretty yeah, no, they're they're certainly not the one we're used to seeing, that's for sure. Yeah. Plus getting points, that helps. Uh Arizona State's at number twenty UCLA, UCLA minus three. Uh man, that's a tough one. That is. Uh give me a chip. I think Chip will beat Herm. Yeah. Play to win the game. <laughs> Tim. Yeah, Jeff just whipping out first names like he dines with the coaches every week or something. Oh, he does. He does. Yeah, I got burnt by UCLA last week, so this week I'll take him. I'm going to take him this week as well. Chip Kelly's got him playing pretty good. Yeah, and they're, they are at home, so. Last game, number 18, Fresno State is at Hawaii. Fresno State, minus 11. Oh, it's a good trip. For how long it takes California to Hawaii. Mm, not sure the length. Let me see. Let's, let me Google it. I'll tell you. Probably I'll tell you. close to 3,000 miles, I would think. It's a good, it's a good jaunt, that's for good sure. Job. Let's see. Fresno to, um, is, they're in Honolulu, correct? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll, I'll throw this out here. Ooh, just to, it's a good just to say it. Fresno beat UCLA by a field goal. Hawaii played uh, UCLA and got beat 44 to 10. I'll just throw that out there. I don't know what that means necessarily, but. Just it's there for you to disseminate however you like. It is 2,512 miles from Fresno to Honolulu. 
I did not realize how far out there Hawaii actually is. It's a bit of a jaunt, yeah. Uh, like a seven-hour flight just to get from, you know, the west coast of America to Hawaii. That's crazy. Uh, now with all the bullshit you have to put up with in an airport. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not just flight time anymore. You spend two or three hours waiting on both ends. Give me the rainbows. Tim? Oh, how I wish it was June. <laughs> My apologies to everyone. Why? Else. I like June. It's a good month. Solid Pick your month. team, uh, damn it. <laughs> Bears. Who? Bears. Okay. What do, of, well, what do you think a Bruin is, you goofball? I, I don't know, but Fresno State's oh. the Bulldogs, you dumbass. I don't want them. Not the other team. Hawaii? Yeah, no, I'm just messing with you. It's <laughs> trying to get you going. No, I, I don't want the rainbows. Right. Yeah, he's not very good. I'll take I'll take Fresno State. I'm taking Hawaii as well. That's a long trip. So, all right. The picks long enough. The picks are in. We're gonna take our last commercial break. We'll be back right after this, and it's NFL football time, boys. Let's talk a little. NFL action. We'll be back right after this. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop funkos, vintage video game system, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say, Oh my God! Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Are you tired of the same old average, everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to StripCamFun.com. On StripCamFun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over at StripCamFun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. If you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires. And you can take advantage of the good times being had on StripCamFun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because StripCamFun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. StripCam Fun, be sure to visit right now. It's StripCamFun.com where you can strip on camp and have some fun. Thanks to our great sponsors, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. And, of course, Stay Classy Meats, getting you ready. 12 months out of the year is grilling season. Don't let anybody lie to you. All right, NFL time, guys, as we near uh, the two-hour mark here on the show. We'll do NFL, and we'll call her a night. Um, last week, NFL, 
Jeff, uh, Jeff ended up last week's picks going six and ten, which brings his record now to twenty and twenty-seven against the spread in the NFL. Tim had a nice week. Tim goes ten and six, and brings his record now to twenty-four and twenty-three against the spread. And I had a very mediocre week, going seven and nine against the spread. 23 and 24 now on the season. Jeff so, is in last? He is. My. Let's, college has been, NFL's been just as... NFL's been tough. Let's, uh, let's go back and look here. Uh, Carolina and Houston was an eight-point game, and Carolina took care of business against Houston, who was down uh, Tyrod Taylor, and that hurt, hurt him a lot. Carolina undefeated, leading the NFC South now. And but still not that good. <laughs> I'll tell you this: I think Sam Darnold answered the question though. Uh, who sucks the Jets? And that wasn't Sam Darnold. Yeah, he, Sam he's Darnold not as not bad. He's not as bad as any, as his start of his career indicated. Exactly. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, we all knocked one out of the park here with the Cardinals. They cover against uh, Jacksonville. Uh, not surprising. Cardinals get the win. Then we have a very interesting game that we need to talk about here. Baltimore was given nine to Detroit. They don't cover, but man, did they win in spectacular fashion. <laughs> what a game. What a kick from Justin Tucker, who broke the NFL record. But but, but what? Never should have happened. Well, right. probably shouldn't have, but it did. You know, well, yeah, no. I mean, you can't rewrite history for that part. But in all honesty, never should have. It should have been another five yards, and he probably wouldn't have made it. Yeah, they, they missed the delay game. True, but. Oh, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, no, you can't. That shit happens. 66-yard kick. Oh, my God. And it bounces it, off the crossbar and over. Could it happen to anybody but Detroit? And was there was there a better piece of film in football, hell in sports, where you get the you know the field view into the crowd, and you watch them and they're like, oh, is it gonna make it? Is it gonna make it? Oh, it hit there. Oh, son of a bitch! And they, <laughs> there was fans getting ready to jump out of the stands to hang themselves because they couldn't believe it. It's Detroit, man. Jeff, you saw it, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I seen it. I was like, and I think he got a thirty, what, thirty-five yard completion before that, maybe. Yeah. Well, which was unbelievable. And then, and right when he kicked it, I was like, well, if he's got the length, this is going to be look good. So. Well, he just had enough length. <laughs> Barely. If it had been from sixty-six and a half, he wouldn't have got it. He just is. Barely. Is he the best kicker in the game? I think so. Right now, yes. Or do you I would argue. I would, yeah. I, oh, I don't know. All times, kind of. Who knows? Right now, yeah. There's nobody right, close. Act, active. He's the best kicker in the league. I mean, he may be one of the greatest kickers of all time. He's unbelievable. Did you see the news today? He became one of the, I think, only the fifth kicker in history to get a, a rating of 99 on Madden. Well, he probably should have. I mean. Who would the other kickers be? Like Janikowski, Vinatieri? Uh, Vinatieri, Vanderjat, one of the Andersons, and I can't remember who else. Morton Anderson? I think, yeah, I think Morton Anderson. Morton or Gary? Mm, I think that one was Morton because they had an E. Of the okay, other. let me let me look here. I have to see. 
got, I have technology. Kickers, who got 99 on Madden? All right, Justin Tucker, now the highest-rated player. Only four kickers have ever received a 99 rating from Madden. They include Adam Vinatieri, Mike Vanderjack, Morton Anderson, and David Akers. Wow. He was How funny. do you not give a rating like that to the Seabass? Come on. I think his weight might have kept him from it. Maybe. <laughs> All right. But, That's well, what made the Seabass so damn good. Exactly. He gave me hope. He was like a bowler that just goes and kicks. Let's see here. Okay. All-time NFL uh, field goal percentage leaders. Uh, okay. There's a guy. Well, no, he hasn't been in the league for that long, I guess. Okay. Justin Tucker is number one. Yep. At uh, 90.6%, which you got to admit pretty is <laughs> pretty damn solid. Second, though, and it, depending on how his career goes, is Harrison Butker from Kansas. Yeah, he's a good kicker. He's at 90. Uh, Chris Boswell from Pittsburgh is third. Although he didn't know he only played for six years. Some of these guys didn't play a long time. Yeah. Robbie, Robbie Gold is right up there. He's good. He's always been a good kicker. And he's played for quite a few, 16 seasons. Uh, Vanderjack is only seventh percentage wise. Boy, when Vanderjack fell from grace, he fell hard though. Ooh. Oh, there's another guy. That guy from uh, Gutskowski from New England was pretty good. Yeah, Gutskowski, he was a good kicker. Dan Bailey's another one. Yeah. Yeah, the kicking game is uh, a lot of guys. You know, it's seasons. Some guys will just tear it up. Like Sebastian Janikowski isn't even isn't even in the top twenty. He was just always my favorite kicker. Well, yes, you know, to be to be honest, he probably uh, he's the Raiders' all-time leading scorer. His field goal percentage probably suffered because he attempted a lot of kicks from the middle of nowhere. Well, yeah, and I mean, he didn't make them. 70, he tried those seventy yarders in Denver all the time. Would you would you believe he's fifty fourth percentage wise? I wonder how many. Uh, I'd have to look. He attempted five hundred and forty two field goals in his career and missed. He only made 436. He missed over 100 times. In his career, I think he missed. Yeah. But but I'd like to see, again, I'd like to see the yardage of the ones he missed. Right. Probably up there. I think he did hit a 63-yarder at uh, Denver there one time. Uh, I think I think he, in preseason, he hit one from, like, way out there. Okay, quick, quick quiz, just okay. out of curiosity. Sebastian Janikowski, at least on this thing, six foot one. So pretty tall guy. Good yeah. size. What do you think he weighed? He had to be at least 250 pounds. Jeff? Uh, I'm going to say probably 240. <laughs> 265. Wow. According wow. To this, anyway. Yeah, he did make That's... one from 63. Yeah, you know, if, I tell you what, if you're kicking anything over 60, you got a hell of a leg. That's a long way to kick a ball. Well, Plus, really it's more than 40. six. According to Janikowski, when he was in uh, when he was in high school, he made one from 82. What? That's according yeah, to Janikowski. I don't know about that. That seems pretty stretchy. Again, that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, 
How high was he when he? I, I don't know. I'm just. Well, okay. Well, hold on. 82 what yards? <laughs> According to this, Tucker set an NFL record, uh, but is still short of the NCAA record. On October 16, 1976, Abilene Christian's Ove Johansson uncorked a 69-yard field goal against East Texas State. The longest field goal attempt in history belongs to Sebastian Janikowski, who attempted a 74-yard kick at the end of the first half of a 2008 game against the San Diego Chargers instead of giving Marcus Russell a chance to throw a Hail Mary. <laughs> you got to go with the odds. I mean, I'd like to know, okay, how, how close did he come? Uh, it says here he, he didn't even reach the end zone. Okay, but still, how deep's the end zone? Let's see here. They've got it here. I can't believe they tried this. Why would you try a field goal from 74? That's like insane. I guess if you think you can make it, they weren't in Denver. That's the crazy part. Like, if you're going to try that, you might as well try it in Denver. But they're they're trying a 76-yard field goal attempt. Like, this is crazy because I'm looking at it here. He's like well behind the logo. Let me see here. I, I want to see how far he gets it. I don't know if you all watched. Uh, yeah, it, he got it to about the one. So it would have been good from about 60. It might have been good from about 66. But go ahead. I'm sorry. When he was at Florida State, uh, all the fans there loved Janikowski because he would, when he would kick off, he would, he would put him through the post. Yeah. And, uh, they, I mean, the fans, they, they always look forward to that. And, they was, of course, he was on a good team. And finally, a Florida State kicker was able to win a national championship for Bobby. Yeah. First name base of 10. By the way, Trevor Lawrence lost uh, tonight. He's 0-4 in his NFL career. That's as many losses as he had his entire high school and college years combined. Wow. Urban Meyer looks like he's ready to take the USC job. Yeah, he, he does. <laughs> anyway, back to our picks from last week. We had Chicago was in Cleveland. Cleveland minus seven in this one, and uh, it wasn't even close. Your boy Nate here thought Justin Fields could do something. Boy, he uh, he did not. <laughs> it was ugly in Chicago last week, folks. You, you, you really had to feel for him because oh, it was, there was plays where it was like, is anybody blocking it all up there or are they just standing there? Because that poor guy got chased. He got, what, well, didn't, didn't they nine? say that Justin Tucker's kick was actually longer than what the total yards the offense had? For the Bears, the whole game. Well, I, I mean, you couldn't rule it out. I mean, I don't know what the Bears did, but it weren't much. I'd say I think I I I could have probably dressed for the Bears this past week and and had a chance. And they they looked awful. I mean, they did what? Uh, let's see here. He see was, what their total net yards. Oh were. God. Fields was six of twenty for sixty eight yards. But after when you take the you know what their net take, pass, take the net yardage I'm telling you <laughs> net yardage was bad you know what their net yards was passing what? one 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 and they ran it for forty six they had forty seven total yards yeah that was twenty <laughs> nineteen Whoa. yards longer Justin Tucker's field goal kick okay and then how many penalties did they have 
I bet you they were in the negatives. That's bad. They almost had to be. Like, Ooh, they, that was they, bad. They only would have needed five penalties to erase that. Yeah. Five ten yarders would have done. I mean, it's not, and it's not like to be honest. It's Three not personal like, fouls would have knocked it out. It's not like Cleveland really had that. I mean. Yeah, they didn't tear them apart or anything. Not really. Not really. I mean, you got a team putting up forty-seven total net yards. I mean, you don't have to do much. I mean, when I tell you, know, okay, Baker Mayfield was nineteen of thirty-one for two forty-six and got sacked five times. Those usually aren't the numbers of a winning quarterback normally. But I guess when the other guys are six of twenty for sixty-eight and sacked nine times, there was a uh, there was I a guy. There was a guy I knew one time. He was a quarterback in high school. His name was uh, his name was Billy Jack, and uh, everybody hey. says no. <laughs> they said uh, his nickname in high school was Wayback Jack, and they said why did they call him that? And he said because he would run backwards about fifty yards because the offensive line was so bad and just throw a hail mary. <laughs> would get back to that was every play. Well, you know who did that a lot in the pros. <laughs> to be honest, and one of the better quarterbacks statistically, but still, Fran Tarkenton, when yeah. he played for Minnesota, used to run for his life. You watch watch some old highlights of him where he is literally like you know dodging three, four, five guys every play, yeah. and then throwing for forty because he was just that good, I guess. I know that's a bit before your boys' time, but uh, I know the name. Uh, Washington was in Buffalo. Buffalo gets a win. Jeff is the only one who took Washington. Tim and I nailed Buffalo. Is there something wrong in Kansas City, boys? The Chargers beat the Chiefs at home. We all took Kansas City, but the Chargers, is there something up? Kansas City's one and two. I think it's too early to... I think it's too early to panic, too, but those are games they should be winning. Well, they're last in the division. When's the last time they were last in the division? After I know, I know. But you know, yeah, they, again, they have they've played high caliber competition. Yeah, they've played some, played some good teams, and they've lost a turnover battle. For one thing. Yeah. So, and and so. somebody pointed out Patrick Mahomes doing those no look passes and things like that when he doesn't have to. Um, you know, and teams are starting to catch him. It it might be time that they need to perhaps let him freelance a little less, and play play selection maybe needs to go to more percentage routes perhaps because he is really he is throwing up some passes where it's just like what are you I, doing? They will the NFL. If there's one thing they will do, they will figure you out. Well, that's why I say. I mean, if you I mean you can't you can't scramble. And, uh, you know, he's throwing sidearm across his body, across the field. And, you know, I mean, they, he got I mean, he got picked twice, but he had a lot of balls that were, like, nowhere near anybody or should have been intercepted. And his completion rate was not very good either because he was, what, I don't know, 27 of something, 40-something. Nothing to write home about. Yeah. Um, I still think they're a great team. I'm not knocking them, uh, but – and it's two tough losses. And they did. Yeah, no yeah. panic. Josh Gordon has signed. So nobody yeah. panics. I mean, they are getting um, everybody's best, too. That's true. Just, you know, just like Tampa Bay does. Like, they're not getting any. It doesn't matter who they're playing. Those guys are bringing everything they got because yeah. you know, it's competition. Well, we'll see. Because if they don't beat the Eagles, 
Oh, that well, well, we'll get to that. Yeah, well, yeah, Cincinnati fair. and Pittsburgh. Cincinnati with a win over the Steelers. We all took the Steelers, and uh, Cincinnati gets the win. I, I will predict now that, that off the off of this game, the Bengals will win again next week. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> three and one. They the are three and one. Yeah, they're looking pretty good. Although beating Jacksonville is nothing to brag about. Win, but. win. But a w, yeah, still need a W, though. You're right. Colts lose to the Titans. We all took the Titans last week. Titans are starting to look like the Titans again. Uh, wish A.J. Brown and Julio Jones get their heads out of their ass for fantasy yeah, purposes. Uh, but uh, Colts are starting to look like the Colts again. Colts are starting to look like a Carson Wentz team. Yeah. That- Boy, I tell you, Colts are bad and Eagles are bad. What's, you know. Teams, What's teams to tell you? What's the common denominator? <laughs> New Orleans uh, was in New England. We all took New England, and uh, Jameis Winston stayed in his comfort zone, didn't try anything stupid, and uh, the Saints win. New rule. Do not bet on Jameis or against Jameis. <laughs> Just Stay avoid Jameis at all times. Because yeah. you don't know who's showing up. Okay, but he didn't. He was horrible. Well, but notice he didn't have the ball in his hands too much either. Yeah, I mean, he was what? He completed a whole rock in 13 passes. Yeah, and that's about as many as he needs to be throwing. Yeah, however, in his defense, no picks. Yeah, he only threw 13, you're less likely to get picked. Well, he completed 13 to 21, but still, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, I think Sean Payton's finally figuring out, hey, just let Jameis throw when we have to. <laughs> I mean, Matt Matt Jones was was all right for New England. New England's got no they got no ground game, nothing. Yeah, they really don't. And they got about four hundred running backs, and they just can't get the running game they, going. Yeah, they, I mean, when you can't, you know, when that's not a threat at all, Matt Jones is still. I mean, he's pretty you know, well past green. He's he's alive in green. I mean, he's still learning, and he made some mistakes, and that cost him the game. So, well, another one we all well, no, Tim took Atlanta. But the Giants and the Falcons. Falcons get their first win because New York football, baby. I'm not taking the Giants again until they win. That may not be for the rest of the year. (laughs) Well, speaking of not winning or not covering, at least, the Las Vegas Raiders are, uh, they beat Miami last week, if I'm not mistaken, but they did not cover. I think they won by three in overtime. In overtime. Yeah. Overtime games now. Yeah, they have, and Jacoby Brissett didn't look too bad running Miami. There, uh, he's he's a decent quarterback, I, I think. Uh, decent backup for sure. He didn't. Uh, he wasn't. I mean, they didn't score any. He didn't throw for any touchdowns, but he he wasn't the reason they lost. No, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was the defense? Yeah. Although I don't know what that says about the uh, Raiders' defense either. Yeah. So. Uh, Denver. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of undefeated, Denver took care of business against the Jets last week. We all got that one. The Jets are uh, usually a gimme every week. Uh, the Jets are awful. They're they're just awful. Shut out. And 40, <laughs> 43 yards on the ground. Better than the Bears. <laughs> True. Actually, but, no, the Bears had the Bears had at Yeah, least no, they, they had 48 or something like that. Like There's a few that. more. Uh, I mean, and, 
I all I read is that uh, Zach Wilson is a bust. You can't judge him as a bust. Like, well, they're they're just they're working on Tom Brady behind that line, and Brady's going right. to struggle. I, I agree. Mean, that team, I mean, that was, team is uh, a dumpster fire. I mean, he Adam Gase needs fired today. Yeah, he was fifty percent passing, two picks, then he sacked five times, and he's a rookie. Like, what do they think he's going to do back there besides yeah. get killed? Oh, Sam Darnold, we got to get rid of Sam Darnold. Yeah, look what that did for you. Yeah, and we've upgraded to this guy. Okay, apparently either you haven't, or it's you guys, and I it's don't think it's those guys. Team. Like yeah. honestly, you could trade that entire team. They're they're bad. They are that bad. Well, do the Jets have even, like, I mean, they might have somebody on defense that's worth keeping. If they do, I don't know their name. But I, I, I'm. Jeff, you got a name? Who's a Jets D? I mean, if they got any, if they got anybody. Give me a New York Jet that I, that I would want on my team today. I can't think of one. I mean, they've got nobody at quarterback. They've got no running backs that Matt I can Carter, think of. He ain't, I mean, he, he's not a great runner. Tyler Johnson's the backup. The you got like, cool. on these guys because you don't know, like Darnold, you know, he's just on a You bad just don't team. know. I mean, you, I mean, I'm not trying to be down on them. It's just that team, they need to get rid of the coach. They need to get rid of the general manager. They need to get rid of, uh, if, if they have to, get rid of the guy that stocks the water. Like, get rid of everybody. Yeah, he's got to go. He's got to go to a different tap. Like, is that tapping? Yeah, I mean, there's something here. There, there are they major have, issues. They need to have a uh, fire cell. I have never seen a team this bad. I remember the the, the Lions when they were 0 and 16 were not this bad. I mean, when you look, at, I'm not, I'm just looking at their roster. Like, I'm gonna guess that the reason they're so bad. It's not a who's who on the Jets team. It's well, a it's, that. it's it's not just that they don't have. I mean, when I'm looking at their, I mean, it's, you know, their most experienced player, or players are on defense, and one of those guys is actually Vinny Curry from Marshall, believe it or not. Yep, former Buccaneer. I mean, there's just, there's there. A, there is a lot of R's on this list, and ones and twos and threes. They just don't have a very experienced team. Because nobody wants to play for Adam Gase. I mean, okay, when you look at, okay, this is their offense. Their quarterbacks are uh, got three years experience, but that's Mike White, whoever he is, out of Western Kentucky. Old man White's boy. Yeah, and I mean, and Zach Wilson is a rookie. Josh Adams has got four years at, at running back. Michael Carter's a rookie. Michael Carter, yeah. I mean, I said Matt Carter. I meant yeah. Michael Carter. Uh, Ty Johnson has three years. Macal Perrin has got two. Wide receivers, four, five, five, two, two. Rookie two four, so they got no veterans. I mean, it's not surprising they can't do much offensively because they don't have anybody. I don't know. They just need. No, I mean, I mean that's on whoever. Fire sale, fire sale. That's in. That's on whoever's in charge of player personnel. Whoever does that, general manager, whoever you want to blame. But that's that's management. That's not players. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Next game was. Ooh, this game hurt me. Tampa Bay at the Rams, and the Rams took care of business, boys. They beat Tampa Bay, and they beat them good. The Rams are pretty damn solid. Tough team. Tough oh, team. Only one, uh, I think me and Tim took the Rams, didn't we? You did. I took the Bucks. Um, 
Rams looked good. They were able to do what they wanted to throw in the ball. Our secondary was garbage. We did sign Richard Sherman this week. Don't know how much that's going to matter. Our corners need so much help right now. Um, you know, Brady did what he could, but the defense for the Rams was solid. Um, we'll probably play each other again. Uh, we'll probably see another one. But well, uh, here's a here's a stat for you, Nick. Good win for the Rams. It was. Yeah, it was. Win for the Rams. How many yards rushing do you think Tampa Bay's running backs got in that it game? Could, it could not have been more than 50 yards. Tom Brady led them in rushing. So. Tom Brady had – they had 35 total yards, and 14 of them were Tom Brady. Yeah. I running, knew it was bad. Mind you, they only had 10 carries. Well, they were down the whole game. Okay, but you can't win in the NFL with uh, – 21 rushing yards. Oh, I agree. I agree. They should have handed the ball off more, but that front seven for the Rams is really good. Mind you, the Rams only ran for 76. Well, Tampa's front seven's really good. That's the thing is like, this was a a game that came down to (laughs) whose secondary was better. And the Rams secondary is much better than Tampa Bay's. I mean, I I don't honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm, I love Tom Brady. I'm a Tom Brady guy. I always have been, Oh yeah, but, but I don't think it's a, 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 a recipe for victory if you have Tom Brady is not Tom Brady throwing 55 times. That's, That's too, too many. many. That's, too, That's many. too many. It's just too many. Brady, so, Brady's key is setting up the is using the run to set up the pass. Fournette's got to get going more. Jones has got to run better. It's just it was a bad rushing day, and I and I've seen the Bucks when they're like this. Uh, Brady can only do so much. <laughs> You've watched it for four or five years. What are you talking about? What do you mean? When the Bucks were like this bad, decade worth there. I know that. Yeah, you've seen a lot of it, not just once or twice. I've seen twenty years of it. <laughs> uh, all right, next game, Cooper Seattle. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. Cooper Cup's been a fantasy stud. Oh, he has. Cooper Cup's a monster. Yeah, I, I have him in one of mine. And Matt Stafford. Like, Matt Stafford. That, that number was. Up. I think he got. I want to say forty-one for me. Something crazy like that. You're in a ridiculous. PPR league and you got Cooper Cup. You're set. He's tearing it up. Which so, is weird because I thought Stafford would be more in love with the long ball and Robert Woods, but he's really using Cooper Cup a lot. Yeah. All right. He, next game, a uh, little bit of an upset here, if you ask me. Seattle loses to Minnesota. We all took Seattle. Seattle, again, hot and cold, man, every year. Another one to put a gauge on. I want to stay away from. Yeah, that's a team I don't like betting with is Seattle because some weeks they're great and some weeks they're not. And usually when they're at home, they're fairly solid. Yes. But on the road, they seem to be getting worse. But I mean, I mean, what have they got left? I mean, Russell Wilson is still good. But Chris Carson's a good runner. I mean, they got uh, DK Metcalf. That's been a name that's been MIA so far this year. He wasn't uh, that week. I mean, he was six for one hundred and seven. I mean, he had a good game. But Tyler Lockett, he's a hit or miss guy. So you I know, I I mean, I they missed the Legion of Boom is what they missed. Yeah, you got to figure though when they're a game where Russell Wilson only has three carries. Mm-hmm. You would think that. Well, that seems odd though, doesn't it? I mean, he usually is okay if I can't throw it. 
I'm going to run for a first down, and he didn't even attempt he may it. He may be trying to not run as much anymore. He ain't I tired mean, of getting yeah. hit. I mean, he was three three carries for seven yards. I mean, he that obviously was not a threat in that game that he was going to take off. So I don't know if that how that played into the whole game, but yeah. Kirk Cousins actually had a good game for Minnesota for a change. Yeah. Dalvin Cook got hurt. There's a shocker, said nobody. Uh <laughs> I mean, Cousins was 30 of 38. Cousins has no business not to do well. His receiving core is great. He's got a great run game behind him. He should he should look like that weekly. There's no reason not to. It's it's pretty interesting when Adam Thielen is your, like, your fourth guy. He's good. Yeah, but he's <laughs> your fourth guy statistically. That's... Yeah, I, I, Minnesota has always, in the last few years, has been, you know, one week they're like, oh, Jesus, those guys look pretty good. And then the next week it's just, oh, God, they're bad. Well, the Green Bay Packers were in San Francisco, and uh, the 49ers dropped back into prevent defense, and it definitely prevented them from winning this game. What a game. Good game. Aaron Rodgers proved that he only needed 30 seconds. No timeouts. No timeouts. And no timeouts and just, like, couldn't script it any better. Nathan, you and I talked about how the fullback scored the touchdown. and Yeah. They, you know, like you said, well, do you take the touchdown or you go down to one and make sure there's not a lot of time left to give to Rodgers? And- you have to score there. I, I, I know what you're – like, if it's a field goal game, you drop at the one. It was a touchdown game. He had to score – because you never know if you're going to get that one-yard punch in. Yep. I, I understand. Like You can't blame San Francisco. If anybody, if anybody in San Francisco is catching the blame, it should be the, the, the defensive coordinator. Why were you playing that soft? Like You cannot give Devontae Adams a zone that soft. And they did. And they paid for it. And they lost. The San Francisco battled back. They were down. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo led him back, man. Looked good. Trey Lance, who he said. Yeah, they were down. Well, you what? know what? Before the half, Trey Lance scored the touchdown on the. Yeah. Russell, the yeah. The big score. But... I don't know. Like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was. I mean, he wasn't great by any stretch until the end, but he just doesn't. He doesn't. He's he's Tom Brady. Like, he doesn't screw up. Aaron Rodgers, let me tell you what Aaron Rodgers is. Aaron Rodgers hates, like, most things. Like, I think he hates, like, sunshine and trees and oh, air. Yeah, I don't think like, he hates He all. hates all that shit. But Aaron Rodgers, and he, I, I'm pretty sure he hates most of his team. But the only thing Aaron Rodgers hates maybe more than the Green Bay Packers organization is losing. <laughs> so, he, he's trying to win as best he can. You got to remember... Remember this, if Aaron Rodgers sucks this year, it's going to affect Aaron Rodgers next year because he's as good as gone. Uh, and they don't, he does not, rarely if ever, when they lose, it's not because of him. It's not because he threw four picks and got sacked ten times or whatever. No. That just doesn't happen to him. It doesn't. So, I mean, say what you want, but again, what is what is the most important thing? W's. Just win, baby. And willing, winning heals. So and winning. Well, you, you can play with guys you don't like if you win. Exactly. That's not that hard. It's only when you lose that you hate them. Well, then we had Monday Night Football. Cowboys took care of business. We all took care of it there. Jeff was the only one that took San Francisco, by the way. 
Um, oh, Jeffy, Jeffy. But uh, we all took Dallas, and Dallas won big. Um, told y'all, Dak Prescott is pretty good. Defense is good, too. It was. Defense was good. Dallas is going to be a force. I told people at the beginning of the year. Nobody believed me. But I don't know. Sometimes you just got to be right. All right, guys, let's wrap this show up here. We'll take our picks and we'll say our goodbyes here. NFL time. Jeff's going to try and get out of the hole. No Bengals, uh, no Bengals Jacksonville pick this week as we were a little late getting in. So that one's off the board. All right. First game. We'll start with Jeff just because we always do now and I'm used to it. Uh, losers go first. Titans at jets. Uh, Tennessee's minus seven and a half. Mm, I would think it would be four, but, uh, we'll go with the Titans. Tim. Okay. Hold on. I wasn't, I wasn't paying any attention at all. Titans at jets, Tennessee's minus seven and a half. Also want to throw out there, probably no AJ Brown, maybe no Julio Jones this week for the Titans. Titans at that. I don't care. Titans. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I it could be uh, it could be me, Tim, and Jeff suited up for the Titans. I think we'd we'd beat the Jets. Uh, mainly <laughs> because, mainly because all I we'd could. have to do is get in the way while they give the ball to Derrick Henry. <laughs> and I know I could suit up for the Jets. So Lions at Bears. Oof. Bears are minus three. Jeff. The Bears. Taking the Bears. Tim. I'm going to take the lines. Man, I've been high on Justin Fields, and but, man, they didn't look good last week at all. And the Lions, folks, the Lions are due. They're so due a win. I think they get it this week. They haven't been getting clobbered. No, they haven't. Like, they probably, they almost made a miraculous comeback against San Francisco, and it took the longest field goal in NFL history to beat them last week, so I think the Lions will win this I game. I mean, J- Jared Goff is not great. He's serviceable. But, but he's serviceable, and he's good enough to beat the Bears. Yeah. Colts no, at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are minus one and a half against the Colts. And this is in Miami. Uh, give me the fins. This is a tough one. Go ahead, Tim. Do I have to? <laughs> it's a tough one, I'm telling you. Uh, in my, I, I take the Dolphins in Miami. I'll take the Dolphins. I don't think Carson Wentz is going to be back, so I'm going to go ahead and take Miami as well. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, it's a pretty serviceable backup. Cleveland is in Minnesota. Cleveland minus two and a half. Oh man, I want to say the Vikings. Tim. Yeah, yeah, I'm lean, yeah, yeah, Minnesota. Only because it's know, in Minnesota. Only because it's in Minnesota. I almost want to take Minnesota, but man, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna take Cleveland. Like that, that's, that's a game. If there was real money on the table, I would not have anything to do with that game. Oh yeah, no. If I if I get another game to bet, I'll take that one over this. This is that's like, yeah, uh, yeah. Washington football team is at Atlanta. Washington football team minus one and a half. Uh, WFT. Tim. 
Uh, I'll take Atlanta at home. Atlanta finally got him a win. Let them roll. They beat Washington. I will. I will say that is a coin toss for me, but well, these first few games are tough. Outside of that Jets Titans game, these have been tough picks. Bills at Texans. Bill or no? Excuse me. Texans at Bills. Buffalo minus sixteen and a half. Man, that's, a big, that's a big well, spread to pros. You know what? The Texans have been kind of scrappy. So. Well, and I don't know if Tyrod's back. Uh, I'll tell yeah. you what. Let's hold on. Let's find out if Tyrod's back before you make your pick. True. Okay, and I'll and I'll throw this out here. Houston has lost to Jacksonville by sixteen, or or beat Jacksonville by sixteen. Sorry. They lost to Cleveland by 10, and they lost to the Panthers by 15. All right, Tyrod Taylor's been put on IR. He will not be back this week. He's out at least three weeks. All right, so... so Davis uh, Mills. Yeah, okay. Bills. <laughs> I'll take the Bills. <laughs> Buff- Buffalo's pretty good, and then at home, uh, yeah, I'll take Buffalo. At home and with the backup quarterback, this spells that disaster for Houston. The Giants are in New Orleans taking on the Saints. Saints are minus seven and a half. Oh, man. Daniel Jones versus Jameis Winston. Who would have thunk it? A matchup we can only dream of. Told you I'm not taking the Giants anymore. So I'm going to take the Saints. All right. Tim. Thus assuring them of a victory. Clever, Jeff. Clever. Uh, in New Orleans, I'll take the Saints. Thanks. I'm going to take the Giants. Um, they've lost, but they've been in every single game they've been in. And I think they'll lose this game, but I think they might lose it by a touchdown. And that hook is going to play into this. So awesome. I'm taking the Giants. Uh, Chiefs are in Philadelphia. Kansas City minus seven and a half. I'll say Philly. They had a bad game at Dallas. I think that the... So I'll be back ready at home to play against the AFC champs. All right. Uh, Tim. And I'm going to go totally the other way. KC bounces back after their loss. The Eagles look like shit against Dallas. Uh, I'll take Kansas City. Kansas City's two losses have come to a Baltimore team that's not not too shabby and a Chargers team that everybody underrates all the time. They're a very good team. I'm taking the Chiefs on the road. Carolina at Dallas. Dallas is minus four and a half. Jeff. Carolina at Dallas. At Dallas. McCaffrey's out. I kind of like the Cowboys in this one. Tim. Dallas at home. I'm taking the Panthers because Dallas is coming off the short week. Sam Darnold's not as bad as people think. And I think the Panthers, if they do lose, it'll be by a field goal. Uh, I think Dallas is a better team, but them playing Monday night football and that Panthers defense is really, really good. So it's going to be a lot on Dak. I think he can do it, but I like Carolina to cover. Seattle is in San Francisco. 49ers minus three. 
Okay, Tim. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that the same team that played last week at home was the same one this week. I'll take yeah, I'll take uh, San Francisco. Worried about that time of the season where Russell Wilson starts to disappear. I'm taking San Francisco. Cardinals are in L.A. taking on the Rams. Game of the week. Rams are minus four and a half. I think Kyler will be good for a backdoor cover. All right. Tim? I like Arizona, but I'll stick with the Rams at home. Rams looked good last week. They got a lot to be proud of. Uh like the Cardinals, but I think the Rams buy a touchdown, so I'll take the Rams. Pittsburgh is in Green Bay. Green Bay's minus seven. Green Bay's minus seven? They are. Uh Tim. Yeah, Packers. I ain't betting against Aaron Rodgers, boys. Baltimore is in Denver. Denver minus one. Uh, I think the little winning streak that Denver has comes to an end. Baltimore goes out and takes it. Okay. Tim. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how good Denver really is. I mean, wins over the Giants, the Jags, and the Jets. Like, you know, I don't know. They, they might be all right, but beating them doesn't, yeah, I, 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 I can't take them. This Denver, this Denver team. I mean, they're they're winning games against teams they're supposed to win against. The defense is been pretty stingy. Baltimore looked great against the Chiefs, but didn't look so great against uh, Detroit. Baltimore struggles on the road. They're going to be on the road in this one in Denver. Man, I'm still not sold on Denver. I'm going to take Baltimore. This is still, I don't know, man. This one could go. That's a that's a coin flip. Yeah. Sunday night football. Tampa Bay's in New England. Brady versus Belichick. Tampa Bay minus seven. Tampa Bay. Damn. Yeah. I, to be honest, I don't think this is even going to be close. I think Tampa Bay is going to roll all over New England. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. is 78% when it comes to playing after a loss. He has won 78% of the time coming off a loss. If you bet Tom Brady every single game of his career against the spread, you will have made money. And look this up. I'm dead serious. Oh, I believe it. You will have made you will have made money if you bet every single game on Tom Brady at quarterback. If you picked his team against the spread, you would actually have made money. Bounce back week for Tampa. Statement game in New England. Brady's motivated. Tampa wins. Vegas at Chargers. Monday night football. Minus three and a half for the Chargers. 
The Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. Tim. Fook the Raiders. The Raiders are taking an L. Chargers. The Chargers win this one, folks. The Raiders have escaped too many close games, and it's going to catch up with them. Chargers with the win. Well, that's football for this week, folks. And that'll wrap up Wide Men Can't Jump. And, guys, we, we got Jeff here on the show in time for picks and college football and all that good stuff. And uh, you missed the first half of the show, but that's okay, Mr. Tardy. Uh, we'll forgive well, you. Well, I mean, Jeff was, I believe, at an international symposium at a, a Greek uh, bathhouse. Why is the the word symposium just makes me symposium. laugh? Symposium, because you're not really it. sure what the hell it is. It's like a, sh- it's like a fancy seminar, like they have sandwiches. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he also was on a uh, European tour of bathhouses. I thought that was me years ago. Did he take? Hey, the, no, Tom Robinson. The same route I was on. <laughs> he might have. Well, he might be following in your footsteps. You after you came back and told him which bathhouses to go to. Well, if you're gonna go to a bathhouse, you got to. Gotta best go to quality head. Yeah, for the best quality male massages. You, yeah. you, know. uh, you need to call his boy Robert Kraft for that one. Uh, on the uh, European Ryder Cup team. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're glad everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week. Two big guests next week, and uh, we'll we'll talk some more. We got more picks against the spread. We'll either be heroes or zeros next week when we come back, or. And, and we and we don't mean big as in like wide men's size. No, 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 no. These are just nice people. We mean in in uh, quality. Of, quality. Yes. Yeah. Quality. No, not in stature. Well, stature, but not in size. Let's put it that way. They're not fat. <laughs> <laughs> put it that way. Well, we we're gonna get down in their gutter. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I just thought we'd put that out there. But all right, Jeff. Anything you want to add before we get out of here? No, I'm good. Glad I was able to make it, even though was, yeah, we get three tardies. A three one, tardies, so. then we got to call home. You know the rule. All right, well. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Jeff is chastised on the air. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Wide Men Cage Up. We'll be back next week. Good night, everyone. Later, everyone. Thanks for listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at anchor.fm slash WMCJ. Check us out there and download our podcast directly from Anchor or subscribe on one of the many platforms where we're located, including iTunes, Spotify, and more. Thanks to our great sponsors for making this program possible, New Taylor & Associates at newlawoffice.com. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, located at facebook.com slash Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Strip Cam Fun at stripcamfun.com, as well as Stay Classy Meats, located at stayclassymeats.com. Use our promo code WIDEMEN and save 10% on your order. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Sports Talk with Nate and Tim, and we hope you come back and join us again for our next episode at the same spot you found it last time. Thanks again to the wonderful Horse Burner for providing our intro song, as well as all the other content they bring out. Check them out on YouTube, iTunes, Apple Music, and Spotify. Thanks again for listening to Wide Men Can't Jump. We hope to see you back next time. For Tim, this is Nate saying so long for now, and we'll see you again 
on the next edition of Wide Men Can't Jump.